This is a HeadGum Podcast. Another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. I am your host, Ian Carmel, and today, my friends, we are joined by Aaron Mallory Long and Hi. Carrie Doherty. And together, <laughs> we are going to be fantasy drafting the 1990s. Nothing specific about the 1990s, just the 1990s in general. And not like I draft 1997. Not like that. We're going to be drafting things from the 1990s. Uh, so that's what we're doing today. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be so much fun. We have the two perfect guests for it. Aaron Mallory, uh, Aaron Mallory Long is a you're a writer, you're a producer. I would call you I would call you a bon vivant. I would call you a fashion icon. Wow, thank you. I, I would I would call you I would call you uh, an, an Instagram '90s stylistic inspiration <laughs> for for people all around the globe. Yeah, I'm gonna bless yeah. you with all those titles. Uh, <laughs> Also, you have the uh, Best of Friends podcast where you talk about the television program Friends. I do, I do, and I'm wearing appropriately a Friends T-shirt. You right are, now, you're fully so. branded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, also, you have a series of videos on YouTube. Uh, just look up Aaron Mallory Long on YouTube. They're great. You take like uh, just a random topic, and you do a really funny video, like a fun three minute video. <laughs> yeah, on it. it's always it's it's under this umbrella of how to. So it's like yes, that's how, right. Yeah, how to be a Virgo, how to be a girl. Um. And I do a very bubbly, positive character, which I do not uh, yeah, actually <laughs> exist as. Right. It is a very stylized character. Yeah. What was the How to Graduation one was a fun yep, one? Yep. Yeah. Enjoy that. They're all <laughs> timely. They're seasonal. Make sure you check those out. Uh, joining Al, uh, Aaron Mallory Long and myself, we have Carrie Doherty. Uh, you are, you're a television writer. You wrote uh, for, the, for the Goldbergs. You have, a, you have a new thing coming out called Hollywood Darlings. Yes. Talk to uh, us about this because it sounded so interesting when you briefly talked about it. It is. Thank you for having us both, by the way, oh, Ian. Please. This is, what I'm a pleasure so it is and a privilege. Um, yeah, I just uh, I just finished writing on a show, Hollywood Darlings, that's going to be airing on Pop, I believe, in March or April. Yeah. And it's sort of like an improv comedy show like Curb um, starring three lovely women from 90s television shows whom we love. How perfect. It is uh, <laughs> Jody Sweeten who played Stephanie on Full House, Beverly Mitchell who played Lucy on Seventh Heaven, and Christine Lakin who played Al the tomboy uh, on Step by Step. Yes. Love so, Al. So <laughs> literally a dream job. To, That's uh, amazing. It couldn't have been more in the pocket for you. It couldn't. And yeah. in the first episode literally in the cold open because the, the showrunner was like you know if you guys all the writers are also performers, and she's like, if you want to, you know, be in it, let us know. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. I literally put myself in the first scene of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it'll it'll People be amazing. You can't even sample, and, sample it without getting a taste of Carrie Doherty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I will be in the first scene, the first episode, just playing, like, a super fan who nerds out on the girls. And I'm like, this is acting. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. But, like. <laughs> How do you writers come up with this stuff? Yeah, really. I was just like, yeah, I don't need to do any research to make really specific references about an episode of 7th Heaven. Oh, that's <laughs> it was awesome. Um, you also have a podcast yourself where you mm -hmm. talk about uh, the television program Golden Girls. Yes. I love how you call it a television program. Yes. Uh, class up our industry as much as you can, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I do. It's called Out on the Lanai. Yeah. And uh, every week, me and my friend H. Allen Scott, who's also a comedian, we... I love when someone 
does that with their name. It's when amazing. They just, when they just it's initialed really the first one, mm-hmm. that's really great. He's got a great story behind it. You should go to the podcast and find Is out why. Is his name Hitler? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's actually... Hitler Alan Scott. Hitler yeah. Alan Scott. It's yeah. actually Honinger. Oh, yeah. And people would pronounce it in a way that... Oh, no. Say <laughs> no I didn't more. have to say it. Yeah, no. Say no more. Um, yeah, so... Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's why he goes by H. Allen Scott. But we every week we watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then we talk about it and we go chronologically and we also do live shows and we uh, have done interviews with past uh, with former writers on the yeah. show and also cast members. There's some amazing writers who came out of there, right? Yeah, Joss yeah. Whedon, Mitchell Hurwitz, Mark Cherry. It's crazy, that is yeah. crazy. Well, you watch it, it makes complete sense. It's it such does. a good, it's such a good yeah. program, and it holds yeah. up. It really does. Mm-hmm. Well, what more could you ask for? That's fantastic. Make sure you check that out. Uh, if you want to follow them on social media, Aaron is at Aaron Mallory Long or just Aaron Mallory Long on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. Carrie is at Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and at Squidzy on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. uh, or just Squidzy on Instagram. Yeah, Spell I exactly like you think with an S. Bad at branding, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you've got the Squid Writer corner kind of locked up. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. You might That's be the best point. at branding. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is uh, just my name. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, yeah. Not a, that's not original. Boring. <laughs> oh, you got the whole EML. Yeah, you kind of you have that. Mine's also just my name. Yeah. Just Ian Karma. <laughs> Except for on uh, on uh, Snapchat, because I didn't think it was going to oh. become a big thing. And I just used my Xbox gamer tag, which is Jorge Gorgeous. So, wow. Yeah. I love That's that. Amazing. Which is kind of, I would love to have that on like the back of like a, a satin jacket. Just yeah, Jorge for sure. Gorgeous. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so we're about to get to the draft. The way we determine the order is through a game of rock, paper, scissors played between Aaron and Carrie. Uh, to determine who will pick the order, it is a rock, paper, scissors, and then shoot. Okay. And it's one out of one. Okay. None of this best out of three shit. No second chances on all fantasy everything. I don't want any second chances. None of that. <laughs> all right. So you're whenever whenever you're ready. Okay. And I will narrate in a okay. compelling way. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh! <gasps> Aaron wins with a scissors over paper. It was tense in here. <laughs> It was tense, but people are people seem happy with it. So, Anne, you have to pick. You have to pick the order. Uh, again, this okay. is a serpentine draft. Okay, so I just pick who who goes first, second, and third, or oh, you wow. can just pick first and second. And through deduction, <laughs> we can. Like, out I'll just third. pick second and third, and then that'll be you pick all of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go first. Nobody's ever done it before, and then it's just you talking about your favorite things from the nineties. Yeah, now. right. <laughs> um, I think I want I want Carrie to go first. Okay. And then you'll go second and I'll go third. Fantastic. That's what I want. That's what's going to happen. So <laughs> that's without what you further... really, really want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Without further... Also, I just want to say right now that you mentioned you were wearing a Friends t-shirt. Yeah. Carrie's wearing a Pete and Pete t-shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. You couldn't be dressed more appropriately for the occasion. Yeah. I feel it's terrible. It's just our whole I'm just, lives. I'm just wearing a black t-shirt. <laughs> it's awful. It's I, okay. You, I'm sure there is a character in a 90s film or a television show that oh, that wore all black. There must have been, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I am dressed as the uh, one of the characters from the from the Bone Thugs and Harmony video. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is exactly right. Yeah. And when I say the one, well, you know, the not Crossroads. thuggish, right? Crossroads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm one of them. I'm Easy es <laughs> Weird holographic ghost. There you go. Uh, and, okay, so without further ado, it's time to get <laughs> to the 90s edition of All Fantasy Everything. Carrie, you have the first pick. So does this just mean I just get to read Ooh. one of them off of my list? You pick. You pick whichever one you want to go first. Whichever one you think might not be there. Whatever the most coveted thing from the 90s for you is. 
Oh, the most coveted thing from the 90s. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go with um, Lisa Left Eye's uh, rap from the TLC hit Waterfalls. Oh, <laughs> that's such a good pick. That is good. That is such a R.I.P., by the way. I yeah. R.I.P. Seriously, yeah. Oh, I'm just writing that down. Yeah, that's a fan, that's a fantastic pick. It comes it, it comes at you in the middle of that song. Mm-hmm. It's been such a smooth uh, cautionary tale up until that point. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And 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 sometimes in radio versions they don't play it. Right. And that is, it's a catastrophe. And they wonder Anytime why radio's they don't. dying. Yes. You know what I mean? I get play the fucking rap. You know, um, take out one chorus. They sing the chorus of the song so many times. So many totally. Times. Just totally. maybe leave it out once, just to get just, just to get to that get rap the in there. Because, yeah, the rest is like a slow, smooth burn of a song, and it's and her rap is gives a little pep. No, you, you need it. You need it. That video oh my God. is, like, incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, like it's, like, kind of a 90s, like, uh, hip-hop R&B video, but then intercut with these, like, cautionary tales, yes. right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys saw the, I believe it was on VH1, not Lifetime, but I think uh, they did the TLC biopic. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. They recreated, I mean, it was cast so well, but they recreated those music videos. They did Waterfalls. They did Creep, wow. No Scrubs. And they Creep is another looked good one. amazing. All oh, that satin. Ooh. Yeah, Creep is... <laughs> Yeah. That's a kind wow. of sexual I will never get to. Yeah. In my life. I don't know that the anybody will, Ian. Video? No. No. There's no way, right? To get to that level, just satin pajamas. But yeah. With when wind I blowing sat- at you. And- right? Yeah. yeah. When I wear satin pajamas, I look like Christmas morning. Like, just like, kind of yeah. like, just like, <laughs> kind of gross, like drunk off Bailey's at like 11. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that kind of vibe. Not at all like, oh, this guy's going to come fuck. Like, it's not <laughs> nothing like that. All, Super lame. All yeah. of TLC is like too sexual for me. Like, oh yeah. Like when I was a kid and that CD came out, like I didn't want to ask my parents for it for Christmas because I didn't want to have to say that the title was Crazy Sexy Cool. <laughs> oh, I had no problem asking. <laughs> like for I did it. not want to tell. No, I, I got didn't it. Say I got the it for Christmas. Sexy to my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was, was like, w- no. When w- I was so weird about that kind of stuff in the in the nineties as well. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> when uh, Alanis Morissette's first CD came out, and I'd be in like my, the car with my dad yes. listening to it. And when she was like, go down on you yes. in a theater, I was like, oh, what, well, what could that mean? I don't know. Not well, me. I'm 12. Yep. Yeah. I think <laughs> the so problem with that song is, yeah, because I was in seventh grade when that came out, seventh or eighth grade. And I remember when the song, we would like sing along to it at school dances, like yeah. awkwardly throwing our bony, you know, tween bodies around <laughs> oh, yeah. to it, not knowing. I had no idea what that meant. Right. Don't so I was singing it. Yeah. Well, I, no. Oh, um, no. I didn't know, like, go down on you in a theater. Oh, go down on you in a theater. It's one of those things, like, I'm 12. I'm just totally. singing along. I don't know what it means. And they they played it at school dances. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's they how I felt about the song, the TLC song Red Light Special. Oh, I that was like, one was sexy. I know this is sexy, yeah. but I don't really get what's going on. And, yeah. like, I remember similarly being in the car with my dad. It came on and I literally was like, <laughs> I'm going to change the channel and like just switch the station. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm like 11. Like, I don't want to deal with yeah. this right now. And if I'm going to, it'll be alone in my room later. Yeah, like, definitely exactly. not in the car with you, dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. They did. They sang like it, it, kind of vocal fry singing. But with them, it just sounded like they were always singing in the middle of an orgasm. Kind yeah. of like it was that kind of. Uh, well, like t yeah. yeah, I mean, her voice was yeah. deep, yeah. and it Velvety. was like, yeah, velvet. Yeah. It was, it was. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about T. Boz's <laughs> voice right now. It was T. Boz is the B. Arthur. Of, you know, if they ever, yes. you know, if they ever do, if if they ever bring Golden Girls back, I hope they cast T. Boz as Dorothy's Bornack because she's got the voice for it. 
Totally, totally. Oh my I'm, god. You took you just took Left Eye's rap, but I'm gonna give you the entirety of Chasing Waterfalls. I think That's okay. Yeah. I think we just wrap that into that is uh, T Balls or Left Eye's rap is definitely the figurehead on the front of your ship. Mm-hmm. So you gotta have the rest of that ship too. Oh yeah. Did you know anyone who thought it was Jason Waterfalls? No. Don't no. go Jason Waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you? No, no. No, come on. I... What a what a name, I guess. I don't know. I think it was one. I've heard of people confusing those. I've heard of people and people who thought it was Don't Go Jason Waterfalls. Wow. And they would just sing along to it thinking those were the lyrics. I have never heard that. Because not that Jason Waterfalls makes much no, more sense. No, it doesn't. But also, if you're a parent, yes. if your last name is Waterfalls, that's a cool last that's name, right? Last totally. Name. But you have a baby and you name it Jason. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're mad at your hippie parents who changed it from cats to waterfalls, and that's why you <laughs> name your kid Jason. Maybe, yeah, it could be something like that. God, waterfalls would be a dope last name. D- yeah. Waterfalls is a really good name. Yeah. I think one of the coolest like celebrity weird kid names that I love. Uh, I believe it's Pendulette, who his daughter's name is Moxie Crime Fighter. It is Moxie Crime Fighter. <laughs> that's so dope. Yeah. And she doesn't, and that's like amazing. Crime Fighter, the the like less sort of common name, that's the middle name. Yeah, so Crime Fighter. Moxie, that's an amazing name. Moxie, yeah, Moxie is a good name. I feel like you stick Crime Fighter there in the middle when you want your kid to definitely go by Moxie. He's like, I'm so sold on Moxie that I'm going to give him a middle no, name that they could never possibly Right, go by. right, right. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't co-opt your middle name anymore. They couldn't Hitler Allen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> you can't do that. Crime Fighter. I did, does remind, like when people's last name just used to be the thing that they did. Yeah. You know yes. I mean? yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like cobbler. Cobbler, butler. Smith, yeah. Blacksmith, yeah. That would be like, it's so, I'm so glad they don't do that anymore. It'd be so upsetting now. I would be <laughs> Ian, sometimes writes for TV shows and does a little bit of stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freelancer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaron Mallory, freelancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what an amazing first. We, oh, one fun fact about Waterfalls. It was produced. Wait, Jason Waterfalls or the song Waterfalls? Uh, one fun fact about my friend Jason Waterfalls, allergic to peanuts. Now, uh, uh. the song uh, Chasing Waterfalls, produced by uh, Organized Noise, which is the production house that also did like all of the Dungeon Family and Outcast early stuff. Oh, wow. So there are these guys in Atlanta who like did this crazy like Southern hip hop and like sort of started Southern hip hop. Wow. And then also... They just came, they came up with a beat for Chasing Waterfalls. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's Weird. really cool. No, yeah. Organized Noise. They're super dope. I was just telling Eric, the producer, there's a documentary, The Art of Organized Noise, on Netflix. Oh, wow. Well worth the watch. Okay. It's, and they got every Big Boy and like Andre are in it, and then like all the Dungeon family. It's wow. super fun. It's a very interesting story. All right. Uh, they did some other big R&B hits that I can't remember right now, but you'd also be like, what? Those motherfuckers did that too? Yeah. Um, All out of Atlanta? A lot of the southern stuff, yeah. yeah cool. But then also bridged out to, you know, oh, yeah, because the TLC connection, but other stuff too. Um, excellent first pick. All right. Lisa Left Eye Lopez's rap and Chasing Waterfalls. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Beautifully specific. They don't all have to be that specific, but that one is so oh, beautifully specific. No, I love it. Uh, amazing first pick. So we are on now. Uh, I'm going second, right? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> with the second pick, it's especially prescient now. I'm going to take the O.J. Simpson trial Ooh. from the 90s. Ooh. Okay. Kind of a, it's a gruesome reason, and I'm not, I am not take no joy in, in the thing that spurred it, but it has given us so many gifts, uh, gifts and gifts. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just massive. I, rem- I remember it being, uh, I was, it was 94, I was 10 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. It was the first thing that I truly felt like, maybe other than the 92 Olympics, 
was the first thing that I felt like the country was all experiencing. Yes. All like your friends at school were talking about it. Your teachers were heavily invested. We watched the we, verdict. We did too. We watched the verdict in school. At yeah. school, mm-hmm. can you imagine doing that now? Nep- I think the yeah. teachers were just like, "Well, in the internet's not a thing. I'm gonna, fuck, <laughs> you like, know, we need to find out." Yeah. yeah, I don't remember watching the verdict in school, but I remember that the the chase happened. Yeah, while I was watching like TJF or something, and I like it got interrupted, and then I was like bored, <laughs> and so I like went downstairs, and I was like, my parents were like, "What are you doing? Why aren't you watching TV?" And I was like, "I don't know. There's a car chase on TV," and they got so mad at me that I didn't like immediately alert them because then they like switched off whatever movie they were watching and started watching the news and they were like oh my god this is crazy and I was like what's happening (laughs) it's also interesting that they were upset with you as if you know as a child like because I I don't really I don't recall being aware of the trial while it was going on I remember watching the verdict in school because again I was 12 so I feel like I you know, I, I probably didn't fully grasp what was going on, um, but it's interesting that your parents were like, wait, you didn't say it was OJ, as if you'd been <laughs> following the trial as a child. I think I, I do, like, remember it, like, a little more exaggerated than it probably was. Like, I'm sure my mom would be listening and be like, come on, we weren't, like, mad, but it was definitely like, oh, my God, this is big news. Like, you didn't tell us. And I was like, I don't have any idea what's going on. Yeah. Well, it all happened so quick. That was only five days after totally. the murder itself took place. That totally. was June 17th, 94. Right, because I definitely wasn't aware that the murder happened. The first thing I was aware of was the chase. And Me then I too. kind of yeah. was like, what's going on now? And I had no... I love The Simpsons. And so The Simpsons made references to it. Now, what is The Simpsons? <laughs> no, <I'm just> joking. <laughs> like, they made references to, like... To the tr- to like OJ Simpson stuff, yeah. and then I would be like, "Oh, I kind of get that." But isn't I- that interesting how you you learn about one yeah. thing from something completely different in like pop culture or yeah. something? It's very interesting that you learned about OJ Simpson through The Simpsons. I learned most things through The Simpsons. Though. I kind of feel the same way. <laughs> most of my pop culture like knowledge, especially stuff like going back, where yeah. like you know you learned it like from The Simpsons. Totally. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, what? Like so there'd be Citizen Kane references, mm-hmm. and then by the time you see Citizen Kane, you're like. Oh, like from the simpsons I, absolutely yeah. i've done that with so many things like oh that's a joke on the simpsons i get it now <laughs> i learned about citizen kane from kids in the hall oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little cool yeah. <laughs> uh they oh that i want i often wonder i mean somebody should draft the simpsons but uh of course <laughs> of course but they like i just wonder what like comedy would be like now without it but uh going back to the oj trial it was it was it was amazing. It gave us so many amazing characters. I was a fan. I followed the trial maybe because my dad was a lawyer yeah. or something like that. But I was I had a set of pogs against something that might come up later. I still have them. OJ Simpson trial pogs that had oh like Oh my god. Drunk, there was like Al Cowlings on there. There was like a Marsha Clark one. The slammer was the Bronco Chase. Oh, this gold my god. Bronco Chase slammer. I have them in a box. I think over at Sue Carmel's house. My wonderful mother. Who keeps getting referenced? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the trial—the trial was like uh, amazing. It sort of grasped the whole country. Uh, I remember the crazy Time magazine cover where they made them look darker mm-hmm. and what like a fucking dirty pool that was. Yeah, ugh. ugh, just disgusting. Time magazine of all people. Doing yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys watch the um, like the Thirty for Thirty? I just I finished it. Recently. Oh, that's was... right. You were just watching. I just yeah. watched. Yeah. It was. Good. It was. It was really great. Yeah. Yeah. No. I just. But that was. That was really what. It was such a big cultural moment that I like had no idea the details of what was going on. They were insane because we're too little. Like we're just little kids, and like I really, I had no idea what was happening. So watching that was really like, really crazy and like eye opening. Well done document. It was so good. 
I've gotten like ever since I was in high school, I've been like a big true crime junkie. Yeah. I even in eleventh grade wrote a paper on why I thought maybe John Benet Ramsey's parents killed her. Like <laughs> I was, yeah. And yeah. I also wrote, I also wrote a term paper uh, in high school about why I thought Kurt Cobain was murdered. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, and there's this one that is called Real Crime Profile. It's hosted by um, like former FBI profilers, and it was very interesting. They were saying that. Like, their theory was that O.J. had help, that somebody actually was, like, holding people oh. back. Like, maybe he was holding some, – or someone else was maybe holding them while he was – O.J. Oh was doing the stabbing. God. But bottom line is if – and, again, it, it will never happen because at this point, I think, like, a lot of the physical evidence maybe has been contaminated or whatever or too much time's passed. But they were saying that, like, one of the theories was that maybe O.J.'s son yeah, helped him. I've heard that. So oh. if anybody could ever – you know, get enough evidence to prove that OJ's son was maybe the one that uh, was actually physically doing the stabbing and OJ was the one holding people that... If his son were arrested, OJ could be arrested again for accessory right, to right, murder, right. Oh, oh, which is a different yeah. charge. And you can't, it's not, it doesn't it it's not invoke double, double jeopardy. jeopardy. Yeah. Wow. So that, yeah, if they were, and again, it's never going to happen. And OJ's in prison now anyway, yeah. but, and I know they won the civil suit, but. If ever anybody else was actually arrested for the murder, he could wow. be arrested for accessory. Yeah, because his son wrote like these crazy letters and had like j- like journal entries where like I'm talking about like violent thoughts and how he wanted to kill people and stuff like this. Mm. Oh my god, that's nuts! It's so crazy. And it's the one person OJ could have never pinned it on because it's his own son. His son from a previous marriage, right? Yes. Right? Uh, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah right. of course. Uh, oh my god! Oof, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, because Nicole's poor kids were just sitting in the house, you asleep know, asleep upstairs, uh. asleep. Can you the ma- People versus O.J. Simpson, another amazing Ugh. show. It was so good. And so 90s. So heavy. 90s. You know, they like just with David job. Schwimmer being in it. Like it's so like 90s. Schwimmer based. and Travolta. It's just great. I... Uh, did you not like it? No, I, I did. Okay, I, lo- okay, okay. I loved it. It was campy. It was a little <laughs> totally, campy at times. Yeah. Totally. That was the well, thing it was, is what's that. His fa- uh, it was uh, Ryan Murphy. Ryan yes, Murphy. it was Ryan Murphy. But like you would get these amazing performances out of Sarah Paulson and Courtney B. Vance. Oh, and, yeah. you know, you'd get all these amazing <laughs> performers out- performances out of these actors. And I'm like feeling very emotional mm-hmm. watching this. It feels very dramatic. And then you get to the sort of that Ryan Murphy campy. You know, suddenly we go into Kim Kardashian's bedroom and there's posters of Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas up yeah. on the wall and the kids are all chanting Kardashian and we're kind of, you know, making you know, it, it was so tonally sometimes yes. it sort of shifted for me and I had a hard time with, you know, the balance of of the sort of campiness to the real emotional drama. But I, I did. I did right. enjoy it. Yeah. I did enjoy it, though. Because Paulson and Courtney B. Vance were like. Playing at Hall of Fame levels. Oh, I man. Mean, I love Sterling so... K. Brown in it, too. Oh, Sterling oh, K. Brown yeah. was great. Who got the Emmy, right? Sterling yeah. Yeah, and, and Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Paulson, yeah. Did Courtney B. Vance win one? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm not going to lie, guys. I didn't but... even know that the Emmys were on. I missed yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Paulson got the Emmy. <laughs> she fucking nailed She was so she good. She was great. She was great. Yeah. I, I would actually argue that that series was benefited by what felt like to me a toned down Ryan Murphy involvement. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. They had such amazing directors. Be- they had like John Singleton directing. Yeah, because that, like, like he he yeah. wasn't like it wasn't American Horror Story, the OJ Simpson trial. Right. Thankfully. Right. You right, know, right. like I was like, like it's better if Ryan Murphy's like 
kind of involved in something, but like sort of Not like taking a back seat. Yeah, they're like, what if Johnny Cochran's mouth is full of moths? Totally. And every time he like, talks, moths like, fly out. You're like, well, like, that didn't happen. Settle <laughs> down a little bit and like, then we can, <laughs> then maybe we can talk. Um, all right, so I'm taking the OJ trial with my first pick, the second pick of the first round. Aaron Mallory Long, you have your first pick, the final pick of the first round. Pick number three. Okay. I've been thinking about this for yes. a lot, a long time. And I think what I want to do is the Rachel haircut. Oh, my God. What a good pick. <laughs> Thank you. That's so great. Yeah. Um, mostly because of my love of friends, but also, like, it's just, it's just so interesting to me, like, a haircut like having that much of an impact yeah that's a that's a rare that doesn't happen a lot no, no. Yeah. and like then it no. and then it happened later in my life with carrie russell on felicity yes. so it was just like this this weird like this was the first time i had seen a haircut that i knew and was looking at like become a the phenomenon Rachel. yeah mm-hmm. and then it was like a lot of like I never used to do anything to my hair. Like, I, I was a little kid, and, like, I just had, like, very thick bangs and, like, very stick-straight hair. And then, like, this haircut came out, and I was like, maybe I want layers. Yeah. And yeah. they don't look good on me. No. But I had that. <laughs> well, you had, like, pre- you had to dip your toe in the water, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, but I also got layers. I got, like, I got, like, the Rachel haircut, like, five years after the Rachel haircut happened. Like it was like yeah. it was like a throwback at the time. Like if you figure that haircut happened in like ninety four, I definitely got it in like ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> like because like then I was in eighth grade and I was like I can do whatever I want. Like of course, yeah, yeah. That's when you start kind of trying to figure out who yeah. you are as a person. Yeah, you know, like well, you're not a kid anymore. You definitely have not solidified your personal style. You make a yep. lot of mistakes in that area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like a lot of trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> and Erin, now you know the story behind how she got that haircut, right? From her stylist. I mean, tell me again. I I've heard a few <laughs> no, different yeah. things. I've heard that like her stylist was either like drunk or <laughs> on a ton of coke or I don't remember. I've heard that somewhere. Um uh, yeah, maybe that's the only story I, I yeah, have heard. I haven't heard that specifically, but I knew that it wasn't like, it wasn't meant to be like, and then this is an awesome way to do your hair. Right. Like it was yeah. just kind of like a random choice. Because she wasn't crazy about the cut. Was no, she, I think she didn't she like it. it. Right? She was yeah. like in an interview, it was like, it was awful. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, I and think she hated it. And denied those comments, but maybe she was drunk on a ton of coke when she <laughs> said it. Was maybe. Speaking, of, speaking of clear mind. Everyone's yeah. on a ton of coke. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, it's it, it, so, and then they reference it on the show too. They reference it on Friends. Like, she says, she says a line about her mom is going to get a divorce and she's like, oh, couldn't she have just like copied my haircut or something? I do remember that one. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just like a sucker for any like reference to real life. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in TVs and yeah. stuff. Like any self-referential things, I just like eat it up. Yeah. I and feel like they definitely did that when Brad Pitt guest starred when she sure. was married to him. That, yeah. yeah. We just covered that episode on on my podcast and yeah, it's like. First of all, you realize that Brad Pitt is not a comedic actor. No. Like, no. in the slightest. Although he was kind of good in that uh, the Burn After Reading. He was kind of funny. But he was he just fully was. playing this, like, an yeah. idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And like I his, think that's uh, what it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. His true romance kind of character. Yeah. Because yeah. he's even kind of funny in, like, Ocean's Eleven. But, like, 
it, he's not like the funny guy. You could not. He's like, not a, definitely not a sitcom. Guy. Yeah, he's yeah. not delivering. You jokes. Can't give him jokes. Right. right. And also, when he's up against the heavy hitters that were the cast of Friends, totally. it's real hard to like yeah. come across as funny. Totally. And that's what's really interesting rewatching that episode in particular. You're like, oh, you are out of your league. You're out of your like, league. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Brad Pitt. Like, I know you're a movie star, but like, you are out of your league Which here. Is very interesting to see because like usually they people like that are protected. Yep. From doing roles like that, you know. But it's mm-hmm. like to see this massive movie star going to somewhere where he's not comfortable or the most most charismatic person yeah it was it was so it was so strange to watch it's yeah. such an interesting time capsule like, yeah the, like the whole show is but <laughs> do you when you did you ever try to you did the rachel do you feel like this is the worst haircut you've ever had yeah it was because like i didn't actually get the rachel it was like it, she cut my hair too short and then i still was growing out bangs so it was yeah. just like a very weird just a layered Rachel-esque. yeah it was like a lot of <laughs> Layers like around my face, which yeah. I already have a round face, so I just like looked bigger. It was not, it wasn't great. Right, right. I would never, I've never been able to understand what you're supposed to ask for when you go in. Where they're like, so what do you want me to do? I'm like, true, figure it out. Whatever, whatever yeah. you think is like not going to make me look like a schmuck, I'm into. <laughs> like, yeah, I, and I, think I don't that's know what okay. to tell people about my face. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. and you know, and that's usually if you're if you're like. Here, here are the parts of my body I want to accentuate, or like I don't like my ears. If you just yeah. tell them, I think they can. I yeah. don't even know. know that much. I just when I look in the mirror, I get so dazzled by my own beautiful eyelids. <laughs> everything else sort of fades into the distance. For the past, like, uh, what, what is you? What's the worst? Ha- oh, you were about to say something. No, 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 no. You were going. Oh, I was just yeah. going to say for the past like eight years, all I tell a hair person to do is like just keep it as long as possible because I've realized that. I can't do layers. Yeah. I can't do the Rachel. And it's like, it just has to be long to keep it like a straight. The weight yeah. of it pulls it out. Yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah. like frizz up mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carrie, what's the worst haircut you've ever had? Do you recall? I do. My You're fantastic hair right now, by the way. It's Thank a you. Pink in there. Yeah, it's some pink, pink, some little... purple, some yeah. silver. Um, fun. Thanks. Boy, it can be a boring world out there. Why not have a little fun with your hair, for God's sake? Yeah. Well, yeah. when I was a teenager, I used to dye it with Manic Panic from Hot Topic. Absolutely. Um, got into trouble because I was, uh, I was in a production of Alice in Wonderland and I dyed my hair bright red in the bathroom at school and somebody actually thought there was a murder in the bathroom because <laughs> I dyed my hair with red manic panic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also the um, our theater arts professor teacher got yelled at me because she was like, yeah, Alice in Wonderland, her hair is supposed to be blonde like your hair was and now your hair's red and oh my you God. need a wig. So they got me a wig. But then I was like, yay, free wig. Because yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> it was like a cool like blonde raver wig. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Awesome. Like a crime. You got a free wig on um, Yeah. But I think the worst haircut, I definitely know the worst haircut I ever had. My best friend, Danielle, who shout later went on Danielle. to. Shout out to Danielle. <laughs> yeah. uh, later, she got you know her cosmetology license. But when we were like 12, 13, I was her guinea pig for oh, no. all things. For you know her wanting to try to learn how to shape eyebrows and do haircuts oh, and wow. do highlights. And so I remember one time she was angling the front of my hair. This was the most adventurous I'd ever been with my hair. Yeah. And... Instead of angling it, she basically took a big chunk in the front and sort of cut straight across. Oh, no. And so I had one side that was beautifully angled. And then the other side, which um, was mullet-like, I guess, because she literally cut straight across. (laughs) Yeah. And so I remember thinking, the left side looks so beautiful but the right side looks so bad, but I couldn't keep the left side because then on the right side, she yeah. had to fix it, which she ended up cutting it really short. It was terrible. Oh, um, no. But uh, yes, yeah, so that was the worst haircut I ever had. It was um, 
I couldn't even describe it. It was just like, just imagine if you gave a toddler scissors yeah. and, just, and a head. <laughs> oh, and, uh, no. You know, oh, no. How long did it take town. until it was acceptable again? I don't remember. I probably I probably tried to like wear it half up a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't recall. That was a dark time. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, hair stress is really affecting to me. Like I, I get very upset thinking about that. Like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of anxiety. Yeah, yeah for, for oh, people yeah. to have to deal with because everyone can just see your hair all the time. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing you can do about it. You can't like cover it constantly. Like you just can't. Oh, right. God. You have to. Yeah. It's just gonna sort of be out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at, with mo- some dudes. Not some dudes are very into their hair. Would feel that exact same thing. With me, it was just like mistakes of – it was never like a look I was going for. Yeah. It was just a lack of care. <laughs> so like for, for like eight years of my life, like all the way up until like college probably, I just would buzz it all the way off. Yeah. And then let it grow out to a towering Jufro. <laughs> and then like I was producing wool for a mill. Like I, and then I would just let it grow all the way back out. And that was my look. And then there were terrible looks in between where it was like kind of – it wasn't far, out, far enough out to curl. So it just looked like awful – like it looked like it escaped from an institution. Oh, no. I do. I like what you've got going on I now. Thank though. you very much. This is... I did take off my hat, hoping to get one or two compliments. <laughs> yeah, you've got this sort of like short on the side, yeah. Yeah. sort of longer on top. It's yes. like a nice. Not. I don't want to say quaff because quaff sounds like a little bougie. You don't have to put quaff on me. It yeah. is. <laughs> it's got like a nice sort of wave. It's sitting Thank very you. well yeah. right Thank now. You. It's but it, it also looks like you're not trying too hard. But well, it also yeah. looks like yeah. you didn't just roll out of bed. Saturday. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet- too much effort yeah it. and i also can't see like the the sort of fade i guess you'd yeah. call it i can't see the line from where it goes from short to the longer up Expert top it's fade. yeah it is it, it blends very well can i tell you the situation i'm in right now which is a great situation to yes, be in please the guy who cuts i work for the late late show james corden mm-hmm. and the guy who cuts james corden's hair is this guy jason i forget his last name but, waterfalls uh, jason waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> so this man jason waterfalls uh and he didn't stick to his rivers and lakes he comes to television city no uh he cuts you know james's hair every day and he's a super he's the best dude he like grew up in long beach just like great chilled out like california like what you think of when you think of a california mm-hmm. guy uh just maybe one of the nicest people i've ever met in my life maybe and uh He'll just like when right, not even just writers, like it'll be PAs. It's like whenever somebody will be like walking by and he'll pop out and be like, you and like whistle at you and like, oh, like motion oh, you in. Wow. And you're like, he picked me. And then you go in and like at this point I can be like, hey, can I, you know, I got it's like my a, dream. I got a date or I got a whatever. And we yeah. Like cut my hair and he'll do it. And uh, so it's this like guy who cuts like Bruno Mars's hair and James Corden's hair. Wow. He cut Kevin Durant's hair for like the wow. GQ cover or whatever. He was, not GQ, the other uh, Rolling Stone cover. And uh, and every now and then he'll just be like, "Hey, come on!" He cut. He was with Lady Gaga for her like music, wow. cutting her hair. So uh, he just was like, "Come on in!" Wow. And, like, and then he'll just and he does it in five minutes. That's. I hope the listeners are into this. He doesn't. Like, he doesn't like five minutes. And that's he's incredible. Like, and he's like talking to you the whole time, and then like five minutes later, you walk out with like the best haircut you've ever had. Oh, I love uh, it! Wow, it's the best. I like. I don't know how I'm ever going to leave the show. It's yeah. So, it's so cool. Yeah. Well, you'll have to make sure you get his digits. And then, I absolutely. You know what I mean? well, we're buds now, so I, I don't think it'll be a problem. But just just a fun little perk. Yeah. He's amazing. He's the best dude. Shout out to Jason as well. Uh, great. So you picked the – that's the end of the first round. Yes. You went with a Rachel haircut. Uh, now you also have the first pick of the second round, and you're going back to back. Yes. Where will you take us now? Um. Well, I think now that it's come up, I would be – 
remiss if I did not uh, I draft. <laughs> I, as I said it, I was like, this is so stupid. I um, uh, if I didn't draft The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think on. that would be a bad idea if I didn't snack that, snag that. Or snack. I like snack it. <laughs> snack it. Fucking Shakespeare's not the only dude who can, like, make it. Not that it's a new <laughs> word. Uh, yeah, snack it up. I believe snack is from, is Elizabethan. It's yeah. from yeah. Yeah, snack, it. Yeah. <laughs> snack it up. Is that what you're just going to yeah. say? Snack it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Simpsons. I, like... I have always watched – it was always a thing that we watched as a family. Like, The Simpsons oh, was always, beautiful. like, yeah. a thing that we did together to the point where, like, I remember watching – like, I was literally, like, three, I think, watching, like, the Tracy Ullman show with my parents. And, like, that's when, like, um, he would do – like, Matt Groening would do little interstitials with, like, The Simpsons uh, family. Yeah. And that's how the show happened. Like, I remember watching those. I remember seeing those, like, in a very vague, childish way. When Homer had that nightmare voice. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And when they looked crazy. <laughs> yeah, they looked sa- insane. That yeah. was the, like, undistilled Matt Grenning, like, yeah. just, like, like, life in hell. Exa- crazy yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it looks more like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah. But it's always just been, it's just been such a huge, huge part of my life. And it was like, I I just it, it like kids would say that they weren't allowed to watch it. Yeah, like I would go I to school. Wasn't. You weren't allowed to watch it. No, See? and like it didn't make sense to me because I was like I watch it with my parents. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool I was parents. like, so it's like it was there was a big disconnect to me of like this was this thing I loved so much, and then like I knew so many kids who just weren't allowed to watch it, and I was like so confused by that. I think a lot of people they would be like, oh yeah, of course The Simpsons. I think they don't understand. How into it some people are. Yeah. I'm one of those people to where I like, I watched it every single week. I watched like one or two episodes every week now. Mm-hmm. I like, it was I completely like me and like my, the people I was best friends with in middle school and high school. Like, I feel like it completely shaped our senses of humor. And we've had to like rough out, you know, become our own people since totally. then. Totally. But we would communicate like Simpsons references. Totally. Yeah. I, and that's what was weird for me. Like, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of friends who watched it. It was strictly, like, something that I watched at home with my brother, with my parents. Like, so in high school, like, these two, like, like nerdy guys in, like, my honors classes, like, we found out that the three of us always watched Simpsons. And that's when it was on on Sundays. And so, like, we would come in Monday morning and talk about the previous night's episode. Yeah. And, like, it was me and these two guys. And, like, we would just recap The Simpsons to each other and, like, just make the jokes to each other all the time. The best. And those were, like, my first friends I had who, like, who were, were into, into The too. Simpsons at all. And I was like, this is great. Like The Sunday move devastated me because then, like, that's what like, my stepdad was always watching Sunday night football. Oh, no. And it was crazy because I played football. I was like, like, been played football all the way since fourth grade. Yeah, you know, and I like, you know, I enjoyed watching football, but like Sunday nights, I was like, "Can we watch The Simpsons?" And he was like, "No, I'm watching the football games." No, fine, <laughs> jock asshole. You right, know? he was oh, a God. chef who had never played football, and I could like, yeah, it just made me. I hated football <laughs> because of it. Um, yeah, it was so fucking. Can I tell you a fun, th- another fun perk of the job right now is one of our writers' assistants is. Tracy Ullman's son. Oh my god! So every now and then, Tracy Ullman will like just be hanging out. That's amazing. We watched one of the first. I think it was like a. It was in the primary still. It was either Republican or Democrat debate. I forget what, but we had to stay at work and watch it. Yeah. Uh, so we could write about it for the show. And Tracy Ullman just loves watching it. So she just came in, oh and she's sitting there. And eventually, like any famous person, eventually you just forget they're famous, and they're just like this amazing. And she was just 
so still got it still has a oh fastball oh my god so fucking funny such a just a you get like it's you meet someone you're like oh i get it I yeah get it yeah yeah while you're like one of the most treasured comedians of our time wow like, so she was just in there and she's so funny and so great uh yeah, so that's just another. That's amazing. Another amazing perk of the job, and her son's a, the <clears throat> nicest. You would never know he came comes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never know he comes from like whatever famous people. Just such a nice, down to earth, really cool guy. Oh my god! Shout out to Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's my brother's name. Yeah, shout out to all Johnnies. All Johnnies. <laughs> yeah. um, Johnny. Do you guys remember that movie that Tracy Ullman did with um, Kevin Klein and River Phoenix called "I Love You to Death"? No, oh. it's a really great movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. Oh, Keanu Reeves is in it as well. Oh, hey, buried the lead. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> Um, it's about this woman who Kevin Klein is, uh, Tracy Ellman's husband. He's a horrible human being. And, um, so she decides she's going to kill him, uh, <laughs> per advice of her mother, who's yeah. like this like small, uh, kind of like dictator, like Italian, uh, mother, uh, matriarch of the family. And she tries to kill him and it just isn't working. And it's really <laughs> funny how, and it, it, it's, it's a really funny movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I it, I just thought of it. What's it and called? One more it's time? called "I Love You to Death." I'm gonna put it on the queue. Wow. Yeah, it the queue. it's it's a really fun movie. Um, yeah, there's some other people in it. I can't think off the top of my head, but yeah, stellar cast. That's amazing. Great. Did you kid? Did you get into The Simpsons at later on? Or I've known people who didn't watch it as a kid and just have decided. I'm like, I'm not gonna. I, I can't. It's too much. Here's what I'm gonna say. Go on. This is gonna be no. You know what? This is gonna be controversial because I feel like <laughs> there are plenty of people. The Simpsons, I've I've seen episodes. Yes. I've seen episodes, but it's never something that I really got into. I don't okay. know why. It's one of those things that almost, like all of my friends, my boyfriend, everybody, they love The Simpsons. They grew up on it. They've been watching it for years or maybe discovered it a little bit later in life. And it was just one of those things that just didn't, not didn't click with me, but just didn't you know, sort of Absolutely. attach itself yeah. to yeah. me um, You're a bad person in a Barnacle like way. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I will say I like episodes that I have seen sort of in passing I've enjoyed. I I did start I remember when Family Guy came out and I was in high school. Yeah. Um so I've I've seen every episode of Family Guy and I I watched the episode, the two parter that they had with of Family Guy with the Simpsons yeah. and I you know, I really liked it. Um and I realize that's like a hot point of contention too. Is like the Simpsons versus Family Guy, um, but yeah, I've always yeah, it's that's just, totally fun. There it's are, always been on my radar. There are a lot of people like you out there. Okay, where it just didn't. I think it's. I think if if it didn't hit you in the right way at a certain age, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe I mean maybe I can blame it on my parents who didn't let me watch it along with yeah. Married with Children, <laughs> which I which I did finally when I got a little bit older started watching in reruns. Yeah, that one's yeah yeah. Oh, I watched that great as a show. Kid. Yeah, I like. I like to think that I can be like calm and like I've had to like work near celebrities or whatever. Like yeah. I've had to do stuff, but um, I went to a table read for The Simpsons like wow, two years fuck. ago. That's cool. And I was like, "It'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be cool. Like, it'll be, it'll be okay." And I got there and I literally like I had like a full like cold sweat. Yeah. Like I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening!" And then like Nancy Cartwright started walking like towards me, and I was like w- with my podcast co-host actually Jamie, and I was like. Right, walking towards us, <laughs> and then she was like so sweet and was like, "Do you want me to sign your script?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> and I like couldn't. I was just the sign whole time. You want. Yeah. I feel like a, a full blown panic attack. Like I was like, "Oh my god, Hank Azari's on the phone!" Like he wasn't even in the room with us, and I was like freaking out. Like we like went up to Matt Groening, and I was like. Hi, I've been watching The Simpsons since I was like three, and he was like, "I don't think that's true," and I was like, "It's literally, literally true." Yeah. Like I don't know. Like so, it's like. Eh. 
it is hard because it's like something that I have such a strong emotional connection to. So yeah. it's like I have no subjectivity towards it like, or objectivity towards it. Like I can't I, I like can't relate to you not having watched it. Carrie. Like, you know, like but it's like I don't have any ill will towards you about it. Right. I just like thank God. I'm yeah. like, I literally can't like I'm like, I can't fathom a world where that's not a part of my life because it feels like it's part of me. And that's how I feel about the Golden Girls. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the Golden Girls is my Simpsons. Yeah. We all yes. have our thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I was in I was in Portland at a restaurant called Paley's Place, which is in northwest Portland. Matt Granning's from Portland. Mm-hmm, right. I'm from Portland. And uh I was sitting there, I was on a date. I was on like a third date with my at the time girlfriend, now very good friend, shout out to Amanda Armstrong. Uh, <laughs> where we were we were sitting there eating and I see this man walking down the street with like two or three other people coming towards us, and I'm like no, no I can't. you know that can't be him. And then in my head, my just start doing the math. I'm like, he's literally from this neighborhood. Yeah, this is a pretty nice restaurant. That could be Matt Granning. And he walks by. We're sitting on the patio, and he comes up the stairs and like walks on the restaurant. I'm like, I'm 95 percent sure that's Matt Granning. And I was telling, I was telling Amanda, and she was like, I'll go, I'll, I'll go find out. And she, she liked The Simpsons, but wasn't it wasn't like like a religion to her like it was to me. And uh, she walks in and like come like fakes like she's going to the bathroom and just went to his table. Are you Matt Granning? And he was like, <laughs> yes. And then uh, great, nice to meet you. And then she like walked, came back out, and she's like, it's Matt Granning. Oh my god! And then I had to sit. I was like handshaking, yeah. like, drinking a glass of water, like, oh cool. Do you think I should go say hi to him? Or, like, <laughs> was he nice? Was he cool? Was he, was he, was he a pri- was it private? Was it a private moment? And like she was like, no, you should go talk to him. So I went to the bathroom. And like fixed my hair and like Aww. and like like dabbed the sweat off my forehead, all that stuff, and then like walked back to his table. And again, like like you were saying, I've worked in like late night for the last three years, and like so you meet you meet famous people every mm-hmm. single day. You see, Tom Cruise was in our office and Shaq and like yeah. Cher, like all these people on our, just this weekend. You meet him, and it's like, oh hi, nice to meet you. And uh, with Matt Grenning, I would just went up and I was such a chump. I had no <laughs> idea how I was like. Your, your, your shows mean so much. I'm a stand-up comedian. Aww. Your show means so much. I don't think yeah. I'd be a comedian without you. And he was sitting there with Maggie, his sister oh Maggie. Oh, my God. So I got to meet the person Maggie Aww, was named after. That's... And we were eating on a restaurant off of Flanders Street. Oh, wow. <laughs> God. It was the co- coolest moment. Um, so, yeah, I get – yeah, Matt Granning and The Simpsons, perfect pick. That is amazing. I love the crossovers, too. They, I like the Critic crossover. It was a really Oh, yeah. Movie. I love the Critic, too. I did, too. And, uh, the, I really yeah, liked that. It was a jelly bean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing pick. You can't go wrong with The Simpsons. Uh, and now it's on to me. The second yes. pick of the second round. My second pick. Oh, am I going to stay in that lane? Nope. Okay. This is this. is I'm going to pick something that means so much to me. I don't. I don't know if it's a thing that would get picked in this room. I don't know if you guys are sports fans at all. You see, a little bit. Not really. Bit. No. All right, fine. I, I could name. A, I could part. name a lot of Red Sox players and basketball players from the '90s. I guess. I bet you could but... name a basketball player on the thing I'm about to pick, which okay. is the 1992 Dream Team. Yeah. There you yes. go. Yes. Okay. I was like, there are certain sports things from the '90s in particular that I would. Dream, I would the know. 1992 Dream Team. It was the first time the um, the U.S. Olympic basketball team after not doing it for like 30 years or so, sent professional basketball players to the Olympics. Right, right. And it was Michael Jordan. It was your boy Larry Bird. Yeah. was on that team. Uh, <laughs> Clyde Drexler from mm-hmm. the Portland uh, Trailblazers. So I'm not going to name all of them. Barkley. Well, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charles Barkley was on that team. It was amazing. It was 
as a as a young sports fan, as a, especially, but like I'm a, I kind of like sports in general, and I'm a huge basketball mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Uh, so when that ha- and they practiced in Portland a lot because oh, Nike, cool. Nike's there too. Um, so when that first came together, it was like it blew my mind that like all these people were on the same team. I was like eight years old. Yeah. And then they went to the Olympics and killed everybody. They killed every. They beat like like I remember they had one game against like Angola or the Cameroon. Where they beat them by like eighty points, like it wasn't oh, even oh fair. They were destroying everybody. It was like Michael Jordan at the height of his powers. Wow. Yeah, Magic Johnson yeah. was on oh, the gosh, team. Oh gosh, yeah. Like it was this amazing collection of basketball players. Was this like a little before like the Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, Muncy Bugs? Right before that the feels like it was more era. like ninety four. Yeah, that 90, was kind of ninety four, yeah. ninety five. Yeah, when those Charlotte Hornets teams, which are also yeah. super ninety. Yeah. Right, like, Scotty that's what Pippen. I was gonna, right, yeah. like I was like, yeah. I had a Hornets it, starter jacket. I did too. I what? always yes! wanted one. Oh, they were so dope. That yeah. was the fucking one. I had a Hornets and a Toronto Raptors one. Yeah. I was in Portland. I didn't even have any Blazers stuff. No, I yeah, I didn't have any. Yeah, yeah, my sister had a Dallas Cowboys one, and uh, I had a Hornets jacket. The and Hornets one was the move. Uh, yeah. I wanted one so bad. It was so rad. My parents were like, you don't care about sports. And I was like, I don't care. Everyone has these jackets, yeah. and I want them. And I wanted the pullover one, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. the couch in the yeah, front. Yeah, that's what I had. Because one of my best friends <laughs> had it. zip up. Yep. Zip up. And yeah. then my other best friend had like a zip up one. And I was like, why can't you just buy me this jacket? This is all I want in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also remember getting, I don't think it was a starter jacket necessarily, but I do remember getting, no, you know what? I had the Hornets zip up Fuck and yeah. then, and I promise my parents didn't have a lot of money. So I don't know why I had two of these things, but I had a Hornets <laughs> zip up and I had the Mighty Ducks pullover, oh, but yes. only because I loved the Mighty Ducks, totally. the movies. Of yes. What could <laughs> totally. be better than those movies? Yeah. It was, I mean, great. I guess great that they started the hockey team after but the yeah. mighty yeah. ducks jer- and the color scheme worked both ways you could yep. wear the mighty ducks jersey with that starter jacket it's a lot of green yeah i still have a mighty ducks long sleeve tee from when the second movie came out my dad and i went to an d2? advanced screening d2, yeah. d2. Knuckle we park. went to an advanced screening and we won like this hugely oversized tea, like long sleeve tee that I have worn to like every Christmas since like that year. Is it, oh, is it still year. like way too big? Yeah. What is it, like, two, like <laughs> yeah, a 2XL? It's, it's still like big. Yeah, it's like a 2XL. <laughs> oh, cool. You know, I'm having to wear 2XL. So <laughs> it is. It's great. It's very well loved. But um, that, yeah. The, oh, the, 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 the Hornets gear from the 90s was so clutch. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a little bit before that. This was okay. a little bit. Muggsy Bugs was in the league, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Larry Johnson or Alonzo Mourning were. Alonzo may have actually about to have been. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was. It was the year before Alonzo Mourning was in the NBA. Um, but there was just nothing like it. And Michael Jordan was, at that point was like the, one of the most famous people in the world. Yeah. The Olympics were in Barcelona that year. And I remember in Barcelona, Nike had put up this massive mural of michael jordan wow and there's this amazing picture of like michael jordan looking up at this like impossibly huge michael jordan billboard and it's like this amazing picture oh my god they were they were and they were so good that they like there's amazing story there's i forget the fuck i'm blown there's an amazing book about the 92 dream team that i think just came out but uh they were there and they were so good that they didn't really have to not party at the Olympics. <laughs> so like they were they like Charles Barkley, there's like stories about him being in uh in Barcelona like alone cuz like none of the, like he was just wanted to go out oh and maybe God. some of the other players didn't and uh he he would just walk from bar to bar followed by all these uh like people who were like you're Charles Barkley, we know who you are. You know like <laughs> just going like and uh and yeah, it's like this legendary team uh, story about like how he would just like be hammered 
the night before. I and mean, Michael yeah, they're probably still maybe still drunk when they were playing. They I probably mean, yeah. were. They were probably still fun. <laughs> Michael Jordan, legend, legendary like partier and like gambler and bad dude, by the way. But like, uh, not like a terrible dude, but just sort of a bad dude. Wait, back uh, up. Oh, did you not know that? <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, you guys don't know Michael uh-uh. Jordan, not not a not a bad dude the way that like most people are bad dudes yeah. now. Where it's like you're a monster and I hope you die. <laughs> but like. Uh, Real quick, the book is called Dream Team by Jack McCallum. Amazing book. Everybody, if you're into basketball or even not, you should check it out. Uh, yeah, Michael Jordan's not a good dude. He's wow. like a legendary asshole uh, like who would like punch other – like he punched Steve Kerr, who's another one of his teammates, in the face during practice. Oh, just my God. He felt like he wasn't trying hard enough. Uh, the ga- ga- like, le- like problem gambler, one of the competitive per- – like would talk shit – uh, but he's like, so charming he made, in all of those Hanes ads. I know. Ads. He, <laughs> I know. He, so he may be a sociopath, but Man. like. Wow. I feel like I'm not doing the best job of explaining it. Uh, he, at his Hall of Fame, said, watch his Hall of Fame speech if you really want to get a feeling for it. Yeah. He invited, like, the player who got cut so he could be on the team in high school, like, to his Hall of Fame speech. Or the player who made it instead uh, of him making it. Something like that. Just so he could <laughs> sort of talk shit to him at his NBA Hall of Fame induction. Uh, so he sounds like a dick. He's a yeah, dick. Like a dick. Just, yeah, just yeah. When he was the owned the Washington, he's the, yeah, he was like a part owner of the Washington Wizards, and they drafted this kid out of high school. And Jordan thought he wasn't good enough, so he just like made him cry in practice every oh day. Oh my god! Because it's the make Michael Jordan the most legendary basketball player ever. Talking shit to you, you know. Right, you're like right. an NBA player. You're like you're my hero, and then he's like, "Fuck you," you know. <laughs> Do you think that kid's gonna write like a Whiplash like movie about? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, Kwame Brown. If you want to write, <laughs> he he washed out of the league pretty quick. He should have been better. Uh, but yeah, they. But I mean, fuck it. He was so fun to watch basketball, and I never had to talk to him. So whatever. His dad yeah. was murdered. You his know, dad Michael was Jones. murdered. His dad was murdered. Yeah, wow, I didn't know that either. One conspiracy mm-hmm. theory is. They think his dad was murdered by people that Michael Jordan owed money from gambling debts. Interesting. Which is why he oh. had to quit the NBA for two years. Then he oh. was given a soft suspension where the NBA was like, "You need, we're not going to suspend you in front of everyone and ruin your like endorsements with wow. Hanes and Ballpark and Gatorade and Nike and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but you need, to, you need to calm this down. You need to go away for a while. And people wow. think that's why he went to go play baseball. Oh, my God. Total conspiracy theory shit sure, that has never sure. been – but it's like a fun thing that That's like basketball fans like to discuss with one wow. another. Wow, interesting. Uh, anyway, the Dream Team's amazing. I still have two of their shoes. I have the Dream Team Jordan Sevens and uh, the Charles Barkley's Air Forces in like the Dream Team colors. I love them so much. Do they're you still wear much. them? I do. Yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, they're like they're re-releases, so they're like oh, okay. from like the last couple of years. But okay. uh, I just love the color. They look. They just look. They look like America in the nineties. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> It's like um, such a specific vibe. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Post yeah. Iraq. We didn't know we were vi- the villains yet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, cool. So that's my second pick. I could not have uh, the dream team. Carrie, it can, is now your turn. Can I? How many do we get total? Five by the rounds. Way? I should get... have talked carefully, but I, I no, it's okay. Forget to tell people <laughs> five that. rounds. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So I've picked. I've done one so far. Yes. One. Okay. But you're about to do two in a row. I'm going to do two in a row. Can yeah. you recap what we have so far Absolutely. so I can imagine so in my mind categorically? Of, uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez's rap and Chasing Waterfalls. Okay. And then I went OJ Trial. Okay. And then we went Rachel Haircut. Okay. The Simpsons. Okay. The Dream Team. All right. And here we are. Um. Okay. Um. I think for this round, and who would I, what would I be going up against in this round? We're going up against what do you mean now? 
So we're, are we in round two now? We're in round two. And I'm the first pick. You're the first okay, pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, for this one, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, wait. You're the last pick around. Yeah, you're the bet. last pick of round two. Okay. Blair so Witch Blair Witch Project is going up against Simpsons and Dream Team? Yeah. Oh, well, it's just all. Well, call, it's just it's all. Whatever, yeah. The grand total of them. Oh, yeah. so right. whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. Remember at the beginning when I was like, yeah, I know how fantasy works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept picturing it as brackets. And oh, then, you were thinking March yeah, Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, it's not that. Okay. <laughs> My boyfriend's in like four fantasy leagues right now it's, yeah. Yeah, weekends are stressful <laughs> yeah. for him right yeah yeah he's yelling at random football players yeah well also really it's like it, jacksonville jaguar you know yeah. he'll have like someone he'll have like players on like offense on one team and then he'll have the whole defense mm-hmm. on another team yeah. so he's also very like you know he's fighting himself really yep. he yeah. is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fantasy's weird because you could be you have one quarterback and your opponent has the wide receiver he's throwing to yeah, yeah. it's weird yeah. right <laughs> yeah um the but let's talk about your pick Okay, so the Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project um, came out, I believe, in ninety nine. Um, I ninety eight or ninety nine. I was I think a ninety nine. Ninety nine. Um, I now, if you guys remember, Correct, this remember. is. You know, this is in the days before, like, social media, yeah. you know, the Internet was still kind of like, you know, you used it once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I remember uh, when the movie came out hearing that the three people in the movie, the teenagers, were actually that this was all real found footage. Yeah. Right. They were actually missing in real life. Um, I think there was like a website you could go to where it had all the information about them. And when this movie came out, that was it was so huge. It was like this new thing of being able to go and see like real footage from real missing people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I remember me and all the kids in my neighborhood, we always used to pile into Ben Hazen's mom's van and go to the Silver City <laughs> Gallery Mall in Taunton, Massachusetts. And we'd go see movies. And like Taunton? In Taunton. Taunton? I mean, it's Taunton. It sounds like so Taunton. Like, Taunton. Like I know it does. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say, it's, it's, there are two T's, but we would just call it Taunton because that's how you talk in Cabin, Massachusetts. That's how you talk in upstate New York, too. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> you swallow your double T's. Yeah. Great. Uh, Toronto. Nobody in Toronto pronounces the second yep. T. Yeah. What do they say? Toronto. Toronto? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's that sort of soft D. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I remember a bunch of us in the neighborhood. We went and saw it, and we I felt so bad. Our friend's mom, uh, my friend Danielle, who gave me the bad haircut, her mom again. bought <laughs> us tickets for another movie or was going to or tried to buy us tickets for the Blair Witch, and they were like, "Well, you have to go in with them because right. I think we were all like under eighteen or whatever." Right. And so their, their poor mom had to see the Blair Witch project with us and was <laughs> terrifying. And I, I remember, I feel like it was a few months after the movie came out that finally the actors were able to do press and yeah. Yeah, kind of reveal. They kept them all like they, they hidden kept away. them all hidden yeah. away yeah. the way that like you know the Bachelor and the, his you know final <laughs> yeah, rose right. pick aren't allowed to see each other and have to like live quietly. Um, so we saw it before, like right when it came out, and seeing it. I've rewatched it recently, but seeing it through the lens as a teenager, watching these teenagers who you think are actually going missing was something that gave me nightmares and stuck with me for like a year afterwards. Like the final shot in the movie, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> where the dude, Mike, is standing in the corner. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. so scary. Gave me nightmares for so long. But like what a brilliant way to make a movie because I think that movie, I think it was only recently surpassed by like paranormal activity in yeah. terms of a movie that's grossed, you know, way, you know exponentially that more yeah. that yeah. was on its budget. So... It was just, for me, it was... And you never saw The Witch? No. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> it would have been like, what would have made Signs a good movie? Yeah. Had you never yeah. seen yeah. Totally, 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 totally. 
Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to say Blair Witch because, and also wow. it was like a woman leading the two men who were idiots, and I just felt so bad. And Heather had to deal with those two nuts the whole time. <laughs> you were the first day, Heather. I oh, would yeah. never have been able oh, to Oh, Heather, pull Josh, that name. and Mike. Yeah, I have yeah. not rewatched it since 1999. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to watch it. It's kind of the month for it. Yeah, yeah. or it kind of was the month for it yeah. when we recorded this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like my my parents actually took me to like an 11 p.m. screening of Blair Witch. So I was 14. Well, your parents had a cool earlier. Now yeah, parents no, like they're reckless. Because my parents were like young. <laughs> like, yeah. like they had me when they were like 23. Yeah. So like they're always just like, yeah, watch whatever you want. I don't know. Yeah, we're watching Sling Blade. You want to watch it? And right. I'm like, sure, I'm 10. And then I was like, oh, God. Like, what's happening? Um, but they, my, bro- my little brother was with my grandparents. And we were going camping the next morning. No fucking way. No lie. We were going camping the next morning. My little brother, he's five years younger. He was safe with my grandparents. My parents were like, we want to see Blair Witch, but you're not staying home alone. Come on. And I was like, oh, I feel like this is going to be scary. And they're like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, we go and watch it. I was terrified the whole time. Just like, just like sweating, just like so scared. And we like go out. Like hiking for, and we, by the way, did like real camping. Like we like, quote unquote, real camping. We went like hiking four miles into like our campsite, like backpacking and stuff. And so I'm like, you know, the little like repressed theater kid that I am now. And I like had our like little video camera and I like just was like, okay, well, I'm going to deal with my fear in the daytime by shooting like a parody Blair Witch Project this whole time. So I like, I like turned the camera on myself and was like, like crying into the camera and stuff. Which was all fun and games until it was nighttime. And then my dad started, like, making those little twig things <gasps> and no. leaving that. Like, no. I went away oh, to pee and I came back and I was like, what is that? Oh, no. And then, like, figured out that my <laughs> my dad did it. And then we, like, made my brother go stand in the corner of this, like, <laughs> lean-to that we were staying in to film that. Like, oh, somewhere man. there is footage of this, like, Blair footage. Witch parody that I did. That's amazing. I love that your parents were, like... They took you to see a scary movie, and that wasn't enough. Your dad's like, "No, I'm gonna fuck with her." And she's yeah, going right. Yeah. Like <laughs> the back like, then, and it it was it was fun and games. Like it was like I I, I think I. I was really scared, but I ultimately like felt safe, but it was still like, it was like a lot for me to take. Like, I think now I would react to it a lot more poorly. Like now I think yeah, I would yeah. be like screaming sure, and like really freaked out. But I think you have a little bit of a, like a. Oh, it's okay. I can like handle this. Like yeah. when you're like a teen. And you also have that like I'm here with my parents. Yeah, the people yeah. Who are protect me, and now we don't have those people. <laughs> yeah, right, We're right. Alone adults <laughs> drifting in the world. Yeah, everything's a lot scarier as an yeah. adult because then you start knowing that you can die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, people might die all the time. Yeah, yeah. like oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Blair Witch Project. That good, good pick. And it's a good pick. And right, yeah, 99. Mm-hmm. Right in under the, the right cusp, in under yeah. the cusp. Yeah. Uh, scary. I don't, I'm not, a, I, I, I get too scared yeah. when I see scary movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to like be very careful about the circumstances I see them under. Like, yeah. I, if I watch one at home alone, even if I'm not stoned, which only makes it way worse. <laughs> I start every noise I hear outside. And I'm like, they're here to kill me. Yeah. Well, the every fact that you're time. watching it alone to begin with is that's yeah. a too bad scary. decision. Yeah. It's a terrible decision. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of weird to call up your, like, maybe it's not that weird. Maybe I'm just trapped in the stigma of masculinity. To, like, call up your dude friends and be like, what's up, man? You want to come over and watch, like, uh, It Follows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just you and me. I got some kettle corn. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> 
yeah, but but now nah, I guess we could be scared together. I would snuggle the fuck out of one of my friends. Yeah, and yeah. Just watch a, a scary movie. Yeah, yeah. my old roommate, my last roommate when I lived in New York, we would. Uh, she was a horror movie nut, and we would just rent every horror movie and. Uh, watch them together and yeah we would like sort of like you know clutch each other on the couch yeah. and I I'm I'm always torn because I I love horror movies I love being I but I don't like the it's like it's like a weird love-hate relationship with the anxiety that I feel yes. like like a good horror movie like the slow burn of the shining like yes. that I'm fine sitting through but the ones that do and I'm not going to say cheap because it's not cheap but you know, those quick music stings yes. with somebody jumping out from yeah. around a corner. You know, those are the ones that, like, give – like, I feel tense. My mm-hmm. whole body is tense yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what those Paranormal Activity movies did. I remember seeing the first one yeah, I never front saw row oh, in the movie theater the no. night it came out. And every time you just go back to, like, that they sort of reset. You know, you're in the bedroom. The night camera's on. And, and, like, a minute would go by when nothing would happen, just sort of building up the tension. I just remember that movie. I was so terrified. Yeah. And it was loud. That's the thing about the theater, too. Those movies are loud. They are loud, yeah. yeah and they, and it goes from silent to the loudest thing you've ever heard yes. so quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, I, and then another thing I appreciate about The Blair Witch, and even, like, M. Night Shyamalan's movies and stuff like that, is that they are they're scary in a different way. I hate what's happening in horror now, and it's happening less so now, but kind of like the Eli Roth like uh skit like skin getting carved I... off of a body that you have to watch and like torture porn and stuff Mm-mm. like that i was i forget what it was like a remake of so i don't even remember what movie it was but someone was in a bathtub shaving the skin off their legs i yes that was um fever, uh, fever some... cabin, fever. cabin fever cabin fever oh, i, I very up. specifically remember that i got that up scene. and left i yeah. was like i was like nope i can't i can't and there's yeah. gonna be more oh, you know God. so i just like stood up and i was like and Kevin Peter was kind of funny up top. It was like funny moments in that movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know who's in that movie, by the way, huh. was a '90s teen heartthrob, Ryder Strong from Boy oh, Meets World. What? Ryder mm-hmm. Strong. Wow, I yeah. love Ryder Strong. What a mm-hmm. good name too. Yeah, uh, I had to leave. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, do I yeah. Can't watch that. Specifically, like, remember that. I've scene. never seen any of the Saw movies. Like, I just, I know I no. can't handle it. Like, no I just interest. don't want to do that. I don't want to see someone's head get like mm. cantaloped in half. Ugh, I just, no. I don't want to see it. I don't either. Uh, but good for you if you do. And thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the final pick of the second round. Carrie, you also have the first pick of the third round. Where are we going? Um, Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I've got so many. I'm, I'm trying to like. You can take a second to review your notes. No. I, you want I, me to I... sing a pleasant song while you. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with this one. Um, oh, boy. It's okay. I've got a couple more. I've only picked two so far, right? Uh, you have yeah. picked two songs. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Snick, Saturday Night Woo! on Nickelodeon. Woo-hoo! Specifically, uh, the first shows that were on Snick, which were Clarissa Explains It All, Roundhouse, Ren and Stimpy, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm A here for Roundhouse. I don't know if I remember Roundhouse. Oh, God. I talk top. about Roundhouse I constantly. Do too. No one remembers it. It's like my favorite show in the world. I loved Roundhouse. I actually had you can watch episodes on YouTube. They um, uh, Nickelodeon released Snick tapes. Um, they were bright orange VHS yeah. tapes, and they would just have one episode of each. They would have a round of Snick on it. And I remember I got two of them. And it was I think the only two that they ever made. Uh, but I would rewatch those all the time. Oh um, Roundhouse. I loved Roundhouse so much. What it was, was Roundhouse? It was like a musical. It was almost like 
SNL, like sketch, but yeah. It was oh, sketch like and music and dancing. Yeah, yeah. 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 All was, that precursor. Yeah, exactly. But the stage, it was a it was an in the round yep. theater like stage oh, where okay. um the audience would sit all around. It was circular and the actors slash singers slash dancers, a lot of whom weirdly are in the movie Newsies, if you've ever Wow. Yeah. Oh, there were like not know three that. or four of the boys that are were in Newsies. Um they would all of the sets moved they were on yeah. wheels so it, it sort of felt it was like a theatrical production um and and yeah it was they would do i mean they had characters like certain characters that they would do like the dad and his you know chair like his mechanized chair that moved around oh, yeah and they would do topical stuff like really really short sometimes blackout sketches like three second sketches yes yeah. yes, yes it was really good just like they were they were great i mean i feel like a lot of them were kind of like I, they felt like a lot of theater kids. They weren't necessarily hilarious, yes. but you know they were all good singers and dancers. Yeah, they were captivating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it like, like who the... I knew I would become. Like yeah. it's who I knew <laughs> I would be friends with in high school was yeah. like that cast. <laughs> and yeah. there was something cool about it, in so much as like the theme song of Roundhouse mm-hmm. and the way it was shot felt very like the real world. It sort of had this and like, like rent kind of. Yeah, yes. It was Sounds a little bit like the yeah. missing link between all that and like the Mickey Mouse Club before kind of almost like that kind of vibe. Yeah, it was yeah. a little bit more teenage. It was like okay. if you if you took the Mickey Mouse Club and combined it with the adventures of Pete and Pete, which I think we can all agree yes. is Pete and Pete is like alternative like cool 90 early 90s alternative rock as a tv show yeah yes. it was absolutely single cam nothing was like it was weird but it wasn't like campy weird yeah and like janine garofalo was on it steve buscemi iggy pop like patty hearst yeah. they had the most amazing <laughs> guest stars they shot it in new jersey yep it was just you know that a child had a tattoo on his arm of a of a of a woman yeah it was yep. amazing and mom and had a plate in her was head. pete and pete on snick as well this is part of your pick uh, no, they was. weren't. No, okay, I don't know yeah, if yeah. they were on SNCC later. I don't think they were. But I don't think they the were original either. SNCC was Clarissa Roundhouse, um, Ren and Stimpy, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Clarissa mm-hmm. was very important to Clarissa my life. Was so mm-hmm. good. I like, love Clarissa. It was just my my favorite thing. I I then had a college professor, uh, Molly from Aglish, one of my writing teachers. She wrote on Clarissa, <gasps> and Whoa, wow. cool. I found that out, and I was like. Oh, you're my best friend. Like I'm in love with you now. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I feel like you have you and I both tweeted at the um, yeah the, the creator. Yeah, of yeah, Clarissa. yeah. He's on Twitter. He's very excited. I think to he talk still follows it. me. I follow him. For yeah, sure. yeah. He's he's great. I I went to a um the probably the most amazing night of my entire life was when I went to um there was that there's this book called uh slimed and it's an oral history oh, of yeah. Nickelodeon and the Golden Years, which is the 90s. Yeah, and they had a book release party in New York. And I went to cover it. I had a web series at the time, Geeking Out, where I would like nerd out on a bunch of people from the 90s, usually, as a <laughs> super fan. And I went dressed as Clarissa. Um, and my best friend Dave came, and he was dressed as Sam, and he just brought a ladder <gasps> oh, with him. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and we went to this event, and um, it was a... It was a, a 90s Nickelodeon kids dream because I got to hang out in the green room the whole time. It was hosted by Mark Summers and there were people from every TV show that you can imagine. So like, you know, Mike Morona from Pete and Pete was there. Gary, who was the original one of the original cast members, he played Ross on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, my God. He had no he was like, yeah, we had no idea that the show was so popular. It was shot in Canada. He's a yeah. meteorologist oh, now. Wow. Um, and one <laughs> of the most... 90s things I've ever seen was um, the the band, the real band that was uh, played the beats in the show Doug. Yes. Mm-hmm. Play, they were playing Killer Tofu on stage. 
And watching it on a monitor and singing along to every single line was Omar Gooding Jr. No! from Wild and Crazy Kids oh, in a my, suit. That's amazing. God. And it was amazing. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I turned around and Billy West was there. Who oh, my God. Was the voice of Friend, the voice of Simpy, like of the voice of Doug. He was there with... He was Doug? He was also yeah. Doug. Doug Funny. He was there. Yeah, also, uh, Connie Shulman, who played Patty Mayonnaise from Orange is the New Black. Oh. She was there, oh, right. too. It was bonkers. But uh, but uh, Billy West and Bob, uh, Bob Camp were there, and he was one of the, um, I believe, writers or director of Ren and Stimpy, and I got them to sing the... Um, Canadian Kilted Yaxman anthem from Ren and Stimpy. I oh had the lyrics God. printed out and we all sang it. And I got in 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 uh, uh, Ferguson from Clarissa was there, yes. Jason Zimbler, and the guy who played Sam, Sean Neal was there. Oh my God. And I like just, it was, I can't even. I can't, I mean, I just did, but I can't even. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. You just walk out of that room feeling drunk. I did. Yeah. I was so drunk with, and I, there's a video if you just Google like geeking out. Nickelodeon 90s I'm sure it'll come up oh but it was God. I've never just felt like I was in a more magical place in my entire life than in the green room <laughs> that's kind of cool and no shade by this but like because a lot of those actors and stuff where it was like like you said we just went on to have normal lives after that because of the circumstances mm-hmm. that surrounding us so like it's not like these people in this room are going to be too Hollywood to like talk to you. Or oh anything no, like that. Yeah. no, yeah. And another, and I'm sorry, we'll move on after this. I promise. I realize I'm. This is my sweet spot. So this for is the, the whole Simpsons reason we do this you. podcast, God. please. Yeah. Um, I and now we're buddies, the 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 Pete and Pete brothers. But when I was um, we're buddies, we're buddies. That's yeah, fucking cool. There, well, I forced myself into a lot of friendships. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, they're they're wonderful, and they actually they're still they're friends in real life. They have a podcast um, called The Adventures of Danny and Mike, where they like take fun road trips with like comedians and friends and they're so lovely and their podcast is really great. Um, but I, years earlier, when I first moved to New York, right out of school, I was a PA on the Michelle Gondry movie, Be Kind, Rewind. And, oh, wow. and this was probably, oh really man, fun, yeah. this is probably like 2006. And this is before smartphones. And I remember I was like walking by the like electricians and they're all with their gear and everything. And I like look over yeah. and I'm like, Wait, that that guy kind of looks like Big Pete from Pete and Pete. <laughs> but I didn't know. So I Google, I, I texted my friend Liz. And I remember being like, Liz, get on your computer. Get on the internet and go- look up his name. Tell me what his name is. She texts me back. It's Mike Morona. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like walking with one of the other PAs and talking to him. And I was like, so anyway. And then I said to my friend, Mike. And then I looked and his head kind of turned. And I was like, oh, my God, it's him, it's him, it's him. <laughs> but then I never had the guts to talk oh to him. Oh, my God. And then... <laughs> But and then like years later, I was like, hey, like when I did finally meet him, I was like, were you, were you an electrician on uh, on uh, Be Kind Rewind? It shot in Passaic, New Jersey, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I saw you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so amazing was, pick. Yeah. Uh, so with so Clarissa explains it all. Roundhouse. What were the other part two? Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. And I mean, are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Was really scary. Oh, it yeah. could get scary. It really could get, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It would really, it would really terrify me. And my brother was younger than I, and like the opening credits, like he would instantly leave the room. It was too like, much. He would like see that like rowboat like rocking. Yeah, and he'd be like, I'm out of here. The swing like, set. Run away. It's this like ethereal like. It's like it, it, it's almost. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's almost like. Um, like a David Lynch kind of. Yeah. In terms of like layered music, yeah. atmospheric. Yes, yes. It's like this. And then you hear like little kids giggling like way, way off in the background. Yep. And it's it, it's it's a really good opening theme song. I love kid, kid scary stuff. I love that was mm-hmm. like 
and I don't want to bl- like I'm afraid to even mention the other two just in case someone wants to pick it. But like, if, uh, what <laughs> is anyone good? Does anyone have just any like it. other kid scary stuff like in their pocket that they want to talk about or draft? Um, okay. I don't. Yeah, I. Ha- I mean, I have some on my list, but I think I don't know that I'll. I don't think I'll play them. Why don't we just talk about them? Okay. Fucking goosebumps and uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. I almost oh, brought those with totally. me. I forgot to bring them. This... I still have those. You books. still have oh. them? Yes, I, I have still my, have them. I have scary stories to tell in the dark still, but I don't have any more of my goosebumps. I but see, I yeah. loved I've got a couple that. Mm-hmm. I loved oh, it. So great. Goosebumps so were amazing. R.L. Stein's another guy who's on Twitter. And is yeah. Like yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really fun. What um, What Goosebumps is to the Scary Stories books, yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark is to Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. Which mm-hmm. was like 11 yeah. p.m., like Saturday night, a, like more objectively scarier yeah. than yeah. I think Are You Afraid of the Dark. Tales from the Crypt used to scare the shit out of me. Also scary. It was definitely more grown up. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's why I didn't watch it that frequently. Yeah. Like I wa- I've only seen it a couple times because it like it freaked me out too mm-hmm. much. The drawings <laughs> in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, don't get me started. Creepy. Even today you look at them and you're just yep. like, feel a little uneasy. I so lock scary. your bedroom door that night you know i use and and that was fun like goosebumps no pictures you know yeah, yeah. they were goofy they were they, little, were they were i mean night of the living dummy like okay maybe a little scary on the front yeah. but yeah those scary stories books i still remember there was one i think it was called like the haunting or something but it was a skeletal woman with long stringy hair Ugh. and hollowed out eyes yes. no eyes do you remember that oh, one i do remember uh, that one that yes. one's like I like I couldn't I sometimes I would flip through the books and like when I was a kid those were like my bathroom books which is like terrible I would literally go into the bathroom <laughs> and I'm like maybe I'll literally like scare the shit out of me yeah. but like that one and the one where um the the spiders in the cheek that explode yeah, yeah. um yeah, those oh god, those illustrations. I will. I because uh, I put. I literally put scary stories books. It was my number one because I was going to bring them with me, yeah. and then I forgot them. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we'll put that. You can if you if you. <laughs> we let people uh, pick who they think won on Twitter polls. It's also stupid. I never even look at them when. Spoiler: I never even look at them when you guys vote and pick the guests <laughs> and not me. No, I do look, but it doesn't. It couldn't matter less. But if you're listening when you vote. Think of scary stories to tell in the dark when you think of Carrie's collection. Yeah. She just forgot to bring them. But uh, <laughs> those books were so fucking scary. Yeah. If you were like kind of a fun goth, those would be great tattoos to get, though. <gasps> oh, yeah. Scary story illustrations, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you were kind of a fun spooky kid. I really like the idea of a fun goth. Like, yeah. I like that as a. De- I know exactly who that you know is. I mean, and right? I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like fun, they, like, they really like scary movies. Yeah. They're one of those fun goth, but they dress like an all black. But they're one of the most chipper people you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Excellent. So Snick, <gasps> can't go wrong with Snick. God. I mean, Ren and Stimpy, fuck, we spent so much oh, time talking about Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. It's so great. Ren and Stimpy is so good still. It's so yep. good. Yeah. And yeah. that was another show where, you know, sometimes I would watch it and I'd go, oh, I feel ill. Like, you remember totally. when they would do those very stylized? Those close-ups? Yes. It? Yeah. It would be like, you know, Ren had boils on his body or yes. something. And, um... Yeah, I when loved it's like it. the nerve endings in the teeth. Yeah. Oh like gosh, that part always. I'm like, I'm yeah. constantly thinking about that at the dentist, just all the time. Yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah. Ugh. God, they were so graphic. They were like yeah. graphic, and I feel like, I feel like so many like the quote unquote cool cartoons now. Oh, they are like a direct line. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even yeah. more so, almost than the Simpsons a little yeah. bit. Like, they owe a lot more to Ren Stimpy, like stuff. You know, like even like Adventure Time and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where they do that like bizarre. They'll do like bizarre. Yeah, Ren like, Simpy was weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great pick, man. Snick. Cool. Snick is um, awesome. All right, so it is my turn as for my third pick, the second pick of the third round. 
And I'm going to stay in the land of television for this one. And I have to take it because I couldn't forgive myself if I didn't. I'm taking Seinfeld. Oh, good. Which is, I know that you get Golden Girls, Friends. For me, that show would be Seinfeld. Yeah. It, to me, it is the perfect, the perfect show. The perfect, like every episode. Now that like, as a, as a kid, I loved it. And even as like, a, I've, ne- I've literally never, it's like The Simpsons. I've never stopped watching it. Yeah. <laughs> From when it was on like first, uh, you know, must-see TV episodes all the way through. It's still been... When you have to, when you're in Hollywood, you have to go into a meeting, you know, like a general at like a network, and they're like, "So, what are you watching? Like, what are you into now? What are you watching?" <laughs> and they're really like trying to figure out if any of their shows are like what like right. creatives are watching. But like, uh, I always have to lie because the only real answers I could give are just like mostly still just Seinfeld. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Like, I'll go home and just like watch that again. Uh, it's and now that I write television, I write late night, but like you, you know, you try to write sitcoms and stuff. Yeah, you've written sitcoms. Yeah, and like. I have such a greater level of appreciation for it having tried to write a show. The way that those episodes would have the the A and the B storylines and even the C storylines sometimes – that would all intertwine and connect. Like, oh, yeah. No one can dovetail like a Seinfeld episode. None of them. Like, yeah. Like, Larry David could write the fuck out of those episodes. And, like, they all sort of wrap up at the end. Mm-hmm. These three divergent storylines come together. Totally. Um, when you think back to, like, some of the most, like, iconic moments in Seinfeld, and you'll r- forget that, like, two of them will be from the same episode. Yeah. You know? Like, um, I can't. None of them are in my head right now. I don't have any <laughs> examples. But, like. That's like a for sure – like Manhands will be the same episode as like uh, some, you know, some other icon – like Soup Nazi. That's yeah. not true, but like <laughs> – Yeah, like, something like, like that. If like I was going to say, you, yeah, without that not true, yeah, someone's yeah, yeah. going to write you an angry note. That part's <laughs> fully not true. But like they would be like that like that big of moments. And there would mm-hmm. be just two storylines from the same episode. Uh, I just love – I love Larry David. He's still – like Curb is still like my – is like one of my other five favorite shows. Oh, yeah. Shows. It's coming Curb. back. It's yeah. coming back. Oh, yeah. Ninth season. Um yeah, and Seinfeld is just fucking. It's it's the perfect television show. I I I just love it so much. It's the stakes are never high, you know. Nothing <laughs> yeah. like that's it, nothing really matters in it. You know, <laughs> it's just so fun. It's a show about a comedian that never touches on that. It's just sometimes it'll use it as like a plot device, but mm-hmm. it's like as a stand up. Every you know you they'll always tell you to like pitch a show about what you know, and you're like I can't. <laughs> do a show about a stand-up because like right. Steinfeld did it and then Louis, Louis did it, yeah. but Steinfeld yeah. really I think I just said Steinfeld uh, <laughs> Seinfeld really really fucking nailed it um, yeah that's my that's my favorite and like show everyone has a Simpsons. everyone has a friend who is like an unsuccessful stand-up who's like I wrote a pilot and then you read it and you're like oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> cool <laughs> great job yeah <laughs> like, write another one though you know maybe get a couple out of good your start good yeah. start because it's always just like oh well I must be as interesting as this and it's I know. like you can't just you can't just take Seinfeld and just like apply it to yourself like you can't do that you have like, like the best stand-up comedian pairing up with with you know one of the best writers yeah and they like yeah. made, made a thing together yeah it's yeah and I will say, like, truly, Louis Dreyfus is like, oh my god, my uh, favorite person in the world. Yeah. Like, I have such love for her, and I don't, I don't know Seinfeld that well. I, I've, I've seen a ton of episodes. I've maybe even seen every episode, but I don't yeah. like, I don't know it quickly. But like, I know what you mean? Yeah. If you yeah, watch it, boat. like, yeah. you're just like, this is great. Like, it's just great TV. Like, it's just mm-hmm. easy and great. And yeah, she is a fucking treasure. She's she amazing. Julie Louis Dreyfus. She's just the. She's just the fucking best. She's the best. From like I mean SNL, yeah. Mm-hmm. She weird. I was talking about this with a buddy the other day. Like the she's one of the only people who's really been able to break the curse of the sitcom of the '90s sitcom, 
Where like, totally. I mean, where like, you know, all these other people with the networks are like, you loved Friends, right? Well, how about Matt LeBlanc doing this other thing? Ugh. And you're like, uh, no, I can just go back and watch Friends. You know? I, I, I will. I, I agree with you, Ian, to a, to a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, episodes is great. But also, like, let's not forget that Lisa Kudrow did the comeback. Totally, oh, Lisa yeah. Kudrow. She that her, Valerie Cherish, Lisa Kudrow as Valerie Cherish in the comeback. Like when I look at my two most favorite uh, comedic actors in comedic roles that required a lot of improv. Like it will for me, it will always be Lisa Kudrow as Valerie Cherish and Steve Carell as Michael Scott. Yeah, yes. But she, I can't even begin. Like it, it's. She's and it's incredible. so different from Phoebe Buffay. Totally. It is she, Valerie Cherish could not be more different. And and also I think like Michael Scott, Valerie Cherish is this very is a character who's manages to really balance unlikability with likability yes. in yeah. so much as like they're a like they're not really great people, either one of those characters, but there's something there's enough that's redeemable about them for you to watch and not hate watch and just hate totally. them the whole time. Which I think is a really hard thing to yeah, achieve totally. in writing and, and in acting. Totally. And I think that's what Seinfeld's and Curb benefit from so yeah. much. Like that likability, unlikability, mm-hmm. like dichotomy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. like because like it, I actually I didn't watch Curb for a long time because anytime I watched an episode I agree with Larry David so intensely <laughs> yeah. and I knew that that wasn't like right like that wasn't like necessarily like the right reaction like oh he's not great and sometimes he's crazy but I was like he's right like, he's hundred percent right <laughs> like well he all is the he's time. the things that the social mores prevent us from doing yeah or, yeah 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 like yeah. the the samples at the ice cream shop yeah place where he's like what are you doing <laughs> like get one sample yeah. yeah. He's 100% right. These yeah. people, they abuse the system, and then it's going to get taken away. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, he's so good. And yeah, I I haven't. I have to admit, and I need to correct this, I haven't seen the comeback, but it's my friend Sean great. O'Connor, shout out Sean O'Connor, who is, uh, used to be a writer on The Late Late Show, and now is elsewhere, but uh, it's like his one of his two or three favorite shows. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. Um, I need to check that out. So, yeah. yes, but I went with Seinfeld uh, with my third pick, Aaron Mallory Long. It is your it is your turn. I just I can't help but say your entire name every time I say it. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it's time for <laughs> the brand is strong. Yeah, it's time for your third pick, the final pick of the third round. Okay, um, I am going to go with uh, Nev Campbell. Ooh, ooh, um, just yeah. Nev Campbell in general. Um, she has uh, Party Five in the '90s. She has Scream, The Craft. Like she was eternally like linked to my adolescence like Mm -hmm. she she also was like who she has a very um she has a specific kind of acting style slash like speech pattern where she sometimes pauses like in the middle of a sentence and i would try to mimic that just all the time. Do you still like, have it in you? Can you give us? Like, I can't. Give like us, give anytime, us your best attempt at Nev Campbell. I really can't because, like, it's like I see it when it happens. It's just always like a. Well, I mean, no, like, like yeah. she's always <laughs> like it's always like, and she does this weird. I just watched Craft the other night too, and I was talking about this, but she, she does like a weird, like, kind of like almost robotic, like body movement. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, and yes. like that's kind of how she acts. So like her her. Her speech pattern is like linked to this like kind of robot like arm movement that she's doing. She it is like animatronic. Yeah, yeah, but it, I love it. it <laughs> and, and what you're doing, you know, because obviously podcasts aren't a visual right. medium. But what you're doing is you're sort of like you're shifting your shoulders where you're putting like one shoulder yes. forward and then one shoulder back and. 
Yeah, it, it's hard to describe, yeah. but I do know exactly what you're talking about. It's it is the only impression that I've ever tried to perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I haven't done it in years. Otherwise, I would I would attempt. But it's like the, it's the only thing that I've I've like studied her and watched her, and I just like I just love her. I love all of those things. Like, I love Party of Five. I love The Craft. I love Scream. I love every Scream mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, the Scream movies um, are amazing. The Scream TV show, by the way, is really great too. <laughs> oh, is it I've good? like caught a couple TV. episodes. But... I watched. All of it, like in a row, um, this summer, and I really enjoyed it. It's not the same as the movies. It's not the same tonally or anything like that. But and that's it's, different than Scream Queens, really great. too. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. The great thing about Scream, and and now I'm remembering, I realized it wasn't when I saw the Blair Witch Project that my Daniel's mom had to take us because I think I was 17 then. It was actually Scream that she had to take oh. us to, and I remember what was so great about Scream was Drew Barrymore was on... The, she was the biggest face on the poster. Yeah. And so... And she was also the biggest name in the movie. Like, Drew Barrymore then... When did this come out? Like, 96? 96. 96. Right Drew Barrymore, huge, huge star yeah. at this point. Yeah. And for... Again, spoiler alert, but come on, it's been enough time. It's been 20 years. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, for her to get killed in essentially the cold open of the movie yeah. was, like, unheard of. And I think what Kevin Williamson did with that movie is he completely like, sort of created this new genre of, like, the teen horror movie. Yes. And, like, and, and Nev Campbell, in all of those movies, she sort of reminds me, you know how in Ghost, Demi Moore is, like, always kind of, like, dewy-eyed? Like, she could always cry at yeah. any second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nev Campbell is like that for me in every screen movie yeah. where I'm like, yeah. she is literally a syllable away from always crying. Always wearing right a top about to cry. Little yeah, misty, yeah, yeah, Little misty-eyed. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that that movie. Oh God, Scream! And I remember Matthew Lillard. Like I think that was the Ooh. first movie I'd ever seen him in. I'll be right back. Yeah, and like <laughs> Liver Alone. Just the acting choices that Matthew Lillard made. Oh in God. That movie. Also, also Rose McGowan in that movie. Yes. It's just so great. <laughs> I, oh God, I loved her. And it was so weird because that was also my introduction to Rose McGowan. And so I was like, yep. oh, she's a blonde. And then totally, it's totally. the Anna Ferris thing where it, yep. she was in Scary Movie. And I was like, oh, brunette. No. Nope. Now you're blonde forever because yep. that's your natural hair color. Uh, Nev Campbell also in also in Wild Things, which is oh, a yes. very 90s ass movie. Oh yeah, that sexual movie. Very that was the sexual. first that was the first movie where um a, a, as a girl you could like pause and see a penis like yeah that, like that was the first thing that we did like we weren't watching porn when we were like 12 but we did rent wild things and like paused it to, like, they let you look. see the penis too you know it was such a rare event it's very yeah. it's very rare it's very it's still very it's rare. still a little rare it's still very let rare let the dudes hang some dick you I know. know what i mean they want i'm sure they want to do it even on hbo you don't even get any you no. know it's very disappointing who's that german actor with the great dick Who's in the Peter Sarsgaard? No, no, uh, the, uh, I'm just kidding. Great, like, fam- like, oh, what's his name? Fassbender. Fassbender. Oh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. God, of course. I was like, you saw his penis. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great dick. Put Fassbender in some things. Let I him know. hang that dick out there. I know. It's fun for everybody. Just like free the penis. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand why they do. Yeah, you see boobs and everything. Yeah. Boobs. Oh, constantly. The constantly. movie on the just the TV show Entourage was just boobs with like a loose plot <laughs> built around it. <laughs> that was it. It was yeah. just a boob showcase with like oh, this is one Hollywood story. <laughs> uh, yeah. But put more dicks on your fucking shows, HBO. For real. Dicks are real. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. That's my one little tangent in the middle of your <laughs> Nev Campbell direct movie. Yeah, so Nev Campbell really, yeah, not is she? What's she up to? 
right now? I don't Do we know? know? I mean, she I, was in Scream 4. <laughs> when I moved here and I lived in Culver City, I was walking to work one day and I was like walking up to a light, which I was going to cross the street. And I remember walking up, walking up. And there was nobody on the street. It was early. It was like 8 a.m. And that's not early, I guess, but it was 8 a.m. Yeah. Um, and I see this yeah. wo- I see this woman sort of in like a sundress with like a, just a very light, light, iridescent like uh, scarf waiting <laughs> at the light. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. And I'm like, that's Nev Campbell. And it was. And I got to the light and just stood there and like soaked her in without looking at her because mm-hmm. we're the only two just... people on the corner. <laughs> yeah. And then just took in her. Everything. I, I yeah. took in her yeah. everything. And then we both crossed when, you know, the little man on the sign said cross. <laughs> and then I went one way. She went the other. And it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was like seeing a Pegasus. It was, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and she looked amazing. I mean, it was just that's like two years ago. She, she, yeah, she was gorgeous. I'll tell you what, she's up to uh, House of Cards. Oh, she's in House of Cards. It looks oh. like she's been in thirteen episodes of it. Wow. Yeah, I've got to catch up on House of Cards. Good for Nev. Yeah, I'm like two seasons back. So Enter the Nev. I think wow. we're on season four. It looks like. Wow. Uh, Guys, also, she was also on an episode of uh, Kids in the Hall. <laughs> oh. She was. She was in well, a she's sketch. Canadian, right? We get yes. a cool one here. You yeah. cool comedy. She was a, yeah, she was in one sketch where it took place in like a restaurant or something. Uh, yeah. I, I like, used to I used to always watch Kids in the Hall like after school. Yep, from two to three on Comedy yeah. Central. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have like seven VHS tapes with yeah. just episodes <laughs> taped. And then the DVDs came out and I bought those. I skipped my, I skipped like finals. I think my junior year of high school, I left one of them early and like failed a class so I could see them play at the Orpheum Theater in Boston. Ah, you're a real one. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, loved Kids in the Hall. I love Kids in the Hall. I still was, love it. Yeah, it's still great. love it. You get to do, as a stand-up every now and then, you'll get to do shows with them. Like, just like random dudes. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, it's Kevin McDonald. Oh, That's man. so crazy. So show with him, and it could, they could not be nicer. That's so good they to hear. They could not be nicer people. Like, so he signed my poster. <gasps> and then... Kevin he McDonald asked, did? Yeah, and then he was like, will you sign my poster? I'm like, you don't have to do this. Uh, <laughs> let's not do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sell your Meltdown poster, but thank you so much for signing mine. Um, Nev Camp, great, great pick. And you also have the Campbell. first pick of the fourth round. Okay, I just had one that I said I was that I decided I was going to do, and now I'm going to vamp for one second while I remember what that was. Vamp it up. I can't quite remember. Uh, um... What did I say I was gonna do? I have absolutely no idea. But let's do. Oh, I don't know if this is allowed, but I think about this a lot. Okay. Um, in related in relation to the '90s, um, it had actually came up at work recently. I would like to uh, propose me drafting the like kind of like '60s resurgence that existed in the '90s. Oh, I'll have like, the allowed. You know, that. like peace signs, daisies, yeah. like. I personally had like a lava lamp mm-hmm. always. Yeah, they were back in a big way. Like uh, beaded curtains, like anything that they sold at Spencer's Gifts, like I had yeah. in my bedroom. <laughs> that 70s show? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incense. Also, the whole movie, um, Now and Then, like really like added <sighs> to that because I was like, these songs are great. What mm-hmm. are these from? Oh, it's kind of like a 60s thing. Like, cool. I try to tell people. How much the movie, and I hope that I hope that you don't feel like I'm profiling you. How much the movie now and then means to like women to who are our age. Yeah, people don't get like dudes, especially don't get what a huge movie that was for people. It's it, a coming of age movie yeah. about girls. It's Stand by it's, Me yeah, without right. the dead body. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. It's like the only. It's like the only option we had of that yeah. kind of like. I love that movie too. By like the way, it's just also just a good ass movie. It's, like it's, yeah. yeah. 
it's incredible. It's great. I loved Gabby Hoffman so much. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be her in that movie. Oh, I was Thora Birch. Um, <laughs> I was teeny. Yeah. <laughs> I was not a teeny. I like was always like jealous of my friends who were teeny. Like, but I, and I wasn't quite Christina Ricci's character. Like, I wasn't a tomboy, but so that's why like Gabby Hoffman was like, that was me. Yeah, like, was, she was like, a little bit more like, I'm, you know, if I go to a psychic, I'm going to believe every single word she, he or she says. <laughs> yeah. Um, in seventh grade, me and three of my girlfriends saw that in the movie theater and we came out of the movie and we were all like just, just gabbing about it and talking about like who we were and this and that. And I think like a woman overheard us talking about it. And I, I really think she did this just to like be sweet. But she came over and she was like did you girls happen to see the movie Now and Then? And we're like, oh, we did, we did, we just got out of it. And she was like, you just remind me of the four girls. And we were like, oh my God! And it was, and I was like, it's my birthday and I always saw the movie. And But I think she, because we were talking, like we were loudly excited yeah. yeah. talking about this movie. And But it, I still remember it and it did, it like made my day. Uh, that's it was, so great. What a wonderful so lady. Just mm-hmm. had a little crown on yeah. top of y'all's day. Yeah, that's really nice. Yep. That's so sweet. And then when I lived when I lived in Georgia, um, I went to school in Savannah and I worked at this like honky tonk restaurant and there was this dude from Georgia <laughs> named Jameson who was awesome. And I, we were talking about movies one day and we happened to ring up now and then. He's like, oh, I was in that movie. And I was like, oh what? Because they shot the movie in Georgia. Yeah. He was the kid on the fence who tells Christina Ricci girls can't play baseball oh and he punches her out. Oh and I was God. like, oh, my God, you're like a celebrity. And we were both servers at like this shitty like Outback Steakhouse That's like restaurant amazing. in Georgia. Um, yeah. Shout out to Jameson who played the kid that Christina Ricci kicked the shit out yeah. of. Oh, my What's God. Up, That's incredible. That's a, that is incredible. But, you know, like, I wonder if that I'm not quite sure if the 60s resurgence thing, like ha- bell bottoms, too, like, mm-hmm. which I guess is yeah. like 70s ish, like all that stuff, like happened again to us in the 90s, but then also like folded in with like literal just stuff from the 90s. Yeah. And well, so it just like, jinkos with flowers. Yeah. On it, so yeah. it just created this weird thing in my brain where I wasn't quite sure what was like of my mom's time and what was of my time. Mm-hmm. But it was like just everything. Yeah. Well, and now and then now that with it. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of the 20. 20- 20 to 30 year old it's like every things from the 90s are coming back now oh, like yeah. i will see i'll say kids but adults in their you know mid or early 20s yeah who are wearing the chokers and the baby doll dresses that drew barrymore used to wear totally. and the floral things and it's it's so it's so weird this it is it's like the sort of 20 to 25 year yeah. thing even where the, the, like the yeah. fashion comes back their whole aesthetic even let alone fashion like uh, the the presence of like yo- like the younger millennials online is so nineties ish. Like, yeah, like the Tumblr core shit is yeah, like yeah, so. Yeah. That's just like how things that was like cutting edge in the nineties. Right, like look how shitty this is. I love it. <laughs> and <laughs> like that's like their like their graphic aesthetic is like very much like totally. 1990s. Totally. Uh, you had Woodstock, 94. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Oh, Woodstock that's a great example of there that. There was a that's huge right. fire, yeah. right, at Woodstock, 94? So yeah, happened. De- there was the two, because they tried to do Woodstock two other times. Yes. And it went poorly both times, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was like that's a big right. fire, I think. I remember like watching Woodstock, 94, you know, like watching the coverage of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do like, you guys Whoa. want for a moment for me to read off some of the people who played Please. Woodstock, 94? Can we, yes. Can you, do you want to take? Do you want to take some guesses? I can't, It was a big deal, right? It was, I'm, yeah. it was a big deal. I'm going to say Pearl Jam. Oh, let's see. Oh, that's a good guess. Pearl Jam did not play. Oh, Ooh. damn. Uh, do you want to take a guess? I just want to hear them, I think. Uh, so on the North stage, I'm not going to name everybody, but you had Blues Traveler. Oh, my God. Delamitri. 
Oh, roll to me. Yeah. Roll to me. Roll to me. The greatest two minute song. <laughs> live. Oh, live. James. Yeah. yeah Roman wow, James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cheryl Crow. Sweet. Collective Soul. Yeah. Candlebox and the Violent Femmes. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That's not, that's not bad. That's, that's not, not bad. On the South Stage, there Candlebox. are a bunch of bands that don't even have uh, Wikipedia's. <laughs> Alpha Moose. Don't know them. Nope. Maybe sounds familiar. Uh, Okay, they had Ravestock, which was Aphex Twin, D-Light. Uh, D-Light, the groove is in the heart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then on the on Saturday, Joe Cocker, Blind Melon. Wow. Cypress Hill. <laughs> My Girl and Yours, Melissa Etheridge. I fucking love Melissa Oh, yeah. Etheridge. Oh, God, Melissa Etheridge. Melissa Etheridge tears it up. She's yeah. great. I love Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. Uh, Crosby, Steals, and Nash wow. played. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, and Aerosmith. Damn. Oh, gonna... That sounds like the the lineup when I saw the WBCN River Rave in yeah. like the <laughs> mid late 90s. They Similar all lineup. Yeah. 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 Aerosmith and, also, and Cypress Hill were definitely there. That could also be Coachella next year. Totally. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, got the Cranberries, Salt and Pepper. Oh, the Cranberries. Primus. Primus. Uh, oh, they had Country Joe back from the original one. Okay, real quick. Arrested Development, Allman Brothers. I didn't mean to read this many. Spin Ooh. Doctors, Bob Dylan. Ooh, wow. Spin Doctors. Yeah, Spin <laughs> Has Doctors. he accepted his uh, Nobel Peace Prize yet? Still no. He won't return their phone calls. <laughs> Come, by the way, stop it, Bob Dylan. <laughs> stop. You don't have to buy into your own hype or whatever it is you're doing where I you're not. Know. It's the fucking Nobel Prize. Just, just be bu- gracious. Just take it. Just get it. Be gracious and All take right. your Nobel Peace Prize. I get, I get what you're doing. And it's it's enough already. I get I get what you're doing. I get what you're doing and it's enough already. Uh yeah, the sixties revive I didn't I'm sorry I didn't mean to hijack it with Woodstock ninety. No, no, that's great. Um but I know so clearly what you're talking about. It yeah. was it felt it was definitely stronger with I think girls than it was with boys. I think that's probably true. We yeah, because we didn't really yeah. start rocking like the you know, like bell bottoms and like yeah. uh, those really thin shirts or whatever. Yeah. Um but it was it was very pronounced. A lot of flowers, a lot of flowers. Yeah, and stuff. just like that, all the everything at Claire's was like peace, love, yeah. something. You know, like oh yeah, Even going back to Clarissa's Yin-yangs. plans, it all felt like it had kind of that aesthetic <clears throat> running through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Like to where like I'm trying to make references to the '90s sometimes, and I'll write in like peace signs and stuff, and then it's like. No, that's like 60s. I'm like, but it's also 90s, though. But yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, like, like the, peace sa- the peace sign, the big flower, yeah. like the big, you know, daisy, the yin-yang. Yes. Like every all every of necklace I had was a daisy. Yeah. And now that we say that, I have to amend when I said dudes weren't really into it, because they were. It was just like black dudes, actually. Like hip-hop had a really strong 60s revival. Yeah. With uh, like the Native Tongues movement, with like De La Soul and Tribe and everything. They all dress like it was the 60s, like, all over again, too. Yeah. Uh, like, a lot of that stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Great I like, pick. Yeah, yeah. I, like, know if I had been an adult in the 90s. I If I had been, like, over 18, I definitely would have, like, a peace sign tattoo or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't have escaped it without that. <laughs> My older sister, Jessica, had, has, like, a dolphin peace sign tattoo. Yeah, like, there's no – I wouldn't have escaped it. from the 90s. Like, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Am- amazing pick. Any any further comments on the no? The I think revival? That's, yeah. Uh, then I will move on to my fourth pick, uh, and I'm going to take the Tupac Biggie rivalry. Ooh. The East Coast West Coast hip hop rivalry from the '90s. Now we already did '90s hip hop draft, so I'm not going to get into the details of the songs or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. But it was it was electric. It was like right when I was first starting into rap music, and like that was like so that was like I'm like well this is just what happens in rap now. People right. die. They shoot each other. It's going to be like this. So Nas soon is going to get killed by Jay-Z. Uh, like they, right, right, like, right. Yeah. Um, 
And it, it was it's crazy to just like I mean to get deep in it. Biggie was murdered here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. If you ever go over the you know the Peterson Automotive Museum? Oh it's yeah. Over there like by the Miracle Mile? Yeah. He was right outside of that. Really? That's where Biggie got killed. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It's I like, don't know where that is. I used uh, to work right there in Wilshire. Fairfax-ish, right Wilshire area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fairfax and Wilshire? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, he was at a party at the Peterson Automotive Museum, f- drove like 15 feet, got stopped at a stoplight, and that's where he was murdered. Wow. Yeah, so right wow. there, they took him to Cedars and couldn't, that couldn't do it. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, but it produced, I mean, it produced some amazing music, hit him up. I, I've always been a Biggie guy because my family's from New York and I am uh, uh, a fat dude. And Biggie is like <laughs> the saint. He's like the patron saint of fat dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah. Like, Look how fucking, like, yeah, he was like, well, he said himself, like, fat, black, and ugly as ever. Uh, and I can't relate to the black part. I don't know if I'm ugly. But uh, it was just amazing that level of confidence. Uh, like, yeah. just to see somebody who is like, I should have actually maybe just taken Biggie. Because I really, because I don't. <laughs> I'm not a huge Tupac fan. I think it's, he has a lot of amazing songs, but whatever. Uh, yeah, Biggie just meant so like so much to me. Like growing him, and then I connected to hip hop strongly and the Beastie Boys, who were Jewish. So I'm like, mm-hmm. see, we can be cool. Uh, yeah. Like from both of them, both like you can be cool and fat, you can be cool and Jewish. Right. Um, yeah, but Biggie was like, he was just so dope. Even then, hit him up was a Tupac song making fun of Biggie, but that song is so good. Yeah. Not to be came. confused with Hit Him Up Style no. by Blue Crantrell. Right. Which... Hey, ladies, if when you may want to get buck wild. Yeah. Yeah, not to be confused. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song, um, too. Can I ask you, there's a lyric in Hypnotize. Yeah. Where it's just, it's glossed over very, it seems to be sort of out of nowhere, where Biggie says, your daughter's tied up in a Brooklyn basement. Yeah, your daughter's tied up in the Brooklyn basement. Yeah. And then we just move on? No, that's in the middle of how he got uh, uh, out of a trial. That's what, it didn't really happen. He's uh, at my arraignment, note for the plaintiff, your daughter's locked up in a Brooklyn basement. Oh. Which means, do not testify against me. Otherwise, we'll kill your daughter. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's a. Th- it's just. It's 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 a. It's a threat it's in a, a song. It's a threat in wow. the song. It's All like right. it's not an overthrow. It's like explaining how we got out of, like uh, out of this legal jam. It's like yeah. Sure. At my arraignment, note for the plaintiff, your daughter's tied up in the Brooklyn base. <laughs> I've always like. It's one of those things where the song will be on, and it's sort of like it's I'm listening to the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening, yeah. Such a party song. Well, I'm listening to the lyrics, and then you know, sort of like in the background, not really paying attention to yeah. maybe what they mean, and then that line always just jumps out to me. It does tell you, daughter's yeah. locked up in a Brooklyn basement. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. It is like, oh, oh, wait, sorry, go back. Yeah, you're like, um, put your drink down for a second. Like, what am I dancing to? Yeah. yeah. Well, again, it just goes back to like the school dances where you know we'd be listening to like you know Coolio's Gangsters Paradise and and again like a bunch of like white suburban 12-year-old kids in a shitty public school in Massachusetts, like, dancing around, singing these songs at the top of our lungs. Like, I don't know what a, like, like, (laughs) I'm trying to remember the lyrics. Like, you're, like... Oh, loked out gangster bad trip. I I just like loked out gangster set, set tripping banger. banger. Loked yeah. out banker set tripping gangster. Yeah, and my home is down, down, so, so don't, don't arouse, arouse my, my anger. anger. Yeah, For, like we'll murder you. Twelve year old kid <laughs> <Yeah>. singing this, <laughs> going like Michelle Pfeiffer is so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's she just, sat it's... the chair backwards. Yeah. Yes, yeah. which as you all know, that's what the cool teachers. That's the coolest do. way to sit yeah. down to sit in a chair. Um. 
Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the East Coast West Coast rivalry, but I really mean Viggy. I really <laughs> love Viggy so much. The West Coast was cool. I mean, there was amazing shit coming out of it. There was that moment, and I think it was the Source Awards when uh, Suge Knight went up, or Suge Knight and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg went up to accept an award, and he was like talking. He was throwing shade hard, like uh, if or was it Snoop? Who? Yeah, I think it was on his Jesus. I'm really blowing this, uh, but he was like, if you don't want your producers dancing in the videos he's just talking about puff daddy oh. uh, <laughs> you know come right, to death right. row records and like everyone he's talking shit about is also with the award right. show. So, like, these fights would break out <laughs> in the back of it uh it was just a very kinetic raw time as like hip-hop was struggling to go from uh, like the gangster rap that they had sold like in the early 90s to this very glossy commercial sort of jay-z thing that it got to like in the later 90s and yeah. it was like this weird growing pains era where it, where it was like, oh, that got out of hand. People actually died. <laughs> Some of our best people actually. And it was like, let's let this shit be fake from now on. So then yeah, right. Rap, like Nas and Jay-Z were like just, they didn't like each other, but it was still like kind of for show. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, like so. the WWF. Yeah. Or, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, WWE. Like, exactly. WWE. The World Wildlife Fund. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was a post producer in New York for a while, and I remember them being like, so we're doing this thing for free. It's, uh, you know, it's for the WWF. And I was like, wait, they have money. Why are we? And they were like, no, no, the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah, yeah. So like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, amazing. So what else makes sense, I hope, is your fourth pick. What a transition. <laughs> what a great transition. What a transition. Um, Carrie, it is I'm, now on you. It's your fourth pick. And it's so funny because Aaron and I have a lot of the same sensibilities and in, in, in interests in the 90s. So I just want to apologize if there are people oh, no. out there who are like, <laughs> you know, like people who are like, wow, this is very like, yeah, a lot of our stuff falls yeah. into the same category. So Other I, stuff happened. Yeah. Apologize. I know people are like, yeah, I, I feel like there are definitely things that we're, I mean, the 90s was, there's so much that was apologize going on. Apologize to the people to whom we are giving free entertainment. Great. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, thank I, you for listening. I'm just joking. We love you. Because my first one was so specific, in some, because again, I, I threw the first one out there. I guess I was setting my own bar, um, <laughs> and I didn't realize, I didn't realize maybe we could go a little bit like more broad or wider. So um, I'm going to go sort of like Aaron did with the 60s and say... The sort of '90s alternative rock chick bands. Oh, like, yeah. I want to go, and because we're going, you and I are going to see Letters to Cleo tonight. Yep. Um, like Letters to Cleo, Veruca Salt, Hole, yeah. PJ Harvey, Kay's Choice, uh, Moonpools and Caterpillars. All of those bands I remember when I was like, you know, thirteen, fourteen, listening to ninety-five-five WBRU on the radio, and <laughs> even like Liz Fair back then. This yeah. was before oh. Liz Fair crossed. It, it was like more of like sort of. I don't want to say a pop singer, but was more mainstream. But yeah. like I loved these bands and they were all like even like later on with Fiona Apple, like her yeah. criminal music yeah. video. Oh man, but, she was so cool. But those so cool, but she was so cool. So cool. Those bands, like the song Not an Addict by Kay's Choice. I don't know if anybody knows that song out there, but it is it's like there's something about those bands that when I would listen to them as a young teenager just felt very empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the women in the music videos, even when No Doubt first came out, like the Just a Girl music video, which was yeah. a little bit later, of like these powerful women owning being center stage and they played guitar and they were sweaty and they didn't give a shit. And mm-hmm. they, it was just like there's something raw and real and just really nice about it. And the music is, it's, like, I just have this one playlist with all of these bands and songs. And, and it's so weird, too, because a lot of them went on to be, like, you know, the band in a movie that yeah. I love. Like, 
Letters or, to Cleo is the or, like, ten the things I hate about you. Those were dudes, but like included. Mighty Mighty Boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And and like, oh my god, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the Donnas were in Drive Me Crazy, and Moonpools and Caterpillars were in Wish Upon a Star, that Katherine Heigl Disney movie. Oh wow! But, but yeah, it's and, and, and yeah, so there's something about them too. Also, just like being the school band. Um, yeah. <laughs> Would this extend to stuff like I mean, like Slater Kenny and like Bikini Kill and stuff? Yeah, like Bikini that Kill. Too. Yeah. I didn't discover Slater Kenny until years later yeah. when I was like watching Portlandia, and I was like, oh wait. Oh, yeah. Carrie Brown seems pretty cool, yeah. but but yeah, they would you know, and I'm sure I'm missing some. Um, but you know, like I, just even yeah, I remember when like so Violet a, by yeah. Hole, like that, yeah. listening to that oh on the radio, God. I'm just like screaming along to it. Um, that song's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. That's awesome. It's it, it must be nice. This and this is not pining for uh, to be to be oppressed, but like to to hear empowering music. When you're in a state that where you really do need to be empowered. Yeah. Because when I hear empowering music, it's just like, go out there and, f- you know, <laughs> be the person you feel like you should or whatever. It's just like this real low-key empowering <laughs> thing. But when you're like, when society has their like fucking boot on your neck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How much more satisfying must that empowering music yeah. be? Yeah. Just yeah. Like singing along to it is so much more emotional. I mm-hmm. bet. Yeah. You feel it more than anything. Yeah, they're, now I'm really excited to go to Letters to Cleo. That's going to be great. There, by the way, yeah, yeah, you guys are going to a, literally a Letters to Cleo. <laughs> I know this. Our, our initial right email. <laughs> I was like, it was. We were just emailing about details of the show, and and it was just I it happened to need to talk to Aaron, so I just ha- kept it on all in yep. the email chain. I'm happy just, to be there. And I was like, yeah. so cool, Aaron. We'll do the podcast, and then we'll go to Letters to Cleo. I'll probably wear my Halloween costume, which is Liv Tyler's like blue sweater and plaid skirt and combat boots from Empire Records, like. <laughs> And I was like, that's like, the most bye, Ian. Yeah, 90s like, thing. I was just I was like, okay, perfect. This is going to be a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even, and I was going to choose this. So I'm going to like lump it in the, like the Empire Records thing. Like, yeah. and, 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 you know, technically, you know, Renee Zellweger did sing with Coyote Shiver, Sugar High on the Roof at the end of the movie. Yeah. But like, there was something about that, this idea of like being in like an alt rock chick band yeah. that I just like wanted so badly to be a part of that yeah. and to, you know, it was so cool. I, I've realized now I'm sort of holding it. I'm an adult. I don't know if I'll ever be in a band, but if I do, um, I, I always like will tweet every once in a while. I come up with like band names that yeah. I could potentially have. <laughs> yeah. And they're all, of course they're always centered around the nineties, but one, um, is Kimmy and the Gibblers. Yep. And oh, yeah. <laughs> the other one, which I, I literally just tweeted it two days ago, I kind of want to form a band called Buzz's Girlfriend Wolf. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know I saw that tweet. What is that a reference From, from Home Alone. Oh, God. I remember he sees the frame photo. Wolf. Buzz's Girlfriend <laughs> Wolf. Wolf. Oh, that's right. And then that's actually just a boy in a wig because they didn't want to be like mean to a girl, yeah. which I thought was like, very which sweet. Which I think is nice. Yeah, because <laughs> like look at Heather's like Martha Dump Truck. Oh, they were God. like, oh man, girl, oh. we're casting you. Deal with it. Totally. Like here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's an amazing pick. That's fair. And I think there is almost there is a bit of a line between those and like Slater, Kenny, and Bikini Kill because those were uh, those they were so more like in, it felt like so much louder, more punk, and a little less accessible. And the ones you are talking about also had a little bit of a pop aesthetic to it um i mean letters to cleo yes moonpools and caterpillars yes i mean you know hole is more grunge yeah pj harvey was a little bit more like grunge. remember that like creepy ass like little fish big fish in the water come back here and give it my daughter like (laughs) so creepy same with case choice they were a little bit more like grunge uh just slightly but um yeah let i mean letters to cleo and again we were talking about them 
I think when we first got here, yeah. um, you know, like one of their biggest hits was a, um, a cheap trick cover. Yes, yeah. I want you to trick. want me. Um, and, you know, cruel to be kind. But they had this one song called Here and Now, which I really hope they played at the show tonight where and maybe this is also why I love the TLC rap, because yeah. I as a child was often I, I get excited very easily. So I will talk very quickly. Yep. And so. I've sort of mastered the art of speed talking. So I always enjoyed <laughs> being able to learn the lyrics of like a rap song yeah, just so yeah, I yeah, could yeah. be like, look how fast I can talk. Totally. And, and so that's why like when I got the Crazy Sexy Cool album, I memorized the rap. And with yep. TLC and with Letters to Cleo, they have this song here and now, yeah. which I would do it at karaoke anytime they had it. But <laughs> there's this one part where she sings so fast. She says, the comfort of the knowledge of the rise above the sky, but could never parallel the challenge of an acquisition. Oh, my God. And it was like, for me, the coolest thing to hear on the radio and to, at the time, you know, when you like write the lyrics to a song down and you get them completely wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to do that and, and say the wrong ones, Jason yeah, yeah. Waterfalls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm so excited to see Letters to Cleo. <laughs> that was that blues traveler in like Hook. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 right. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> do you still know the... Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in, if you're into Tanner Ramblin, make a spin move or else you win and then begin to see what you're doing to me. This MTV is not for free. <laughs> And it's so softly I sing to the of love to fear itself. But I can't keep these feelings on the shelf. I tried, but know that I lied. It'd be a financial suicide, and I've got too much pride inside to hide. Let it ride. I'll do it on the side. I may be hip three minute ditties. I'm gonna burst all of your balloons. I'm gonna burn all your cities to the ground. I found and then he starts singing again. Some of it. There's pieces missing. There's enough of the Rosetta Stone to learn Egyptian. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's by the way how i feel about um it's the end of the world as we know it yeah, I yeah, to, yeah. that was i declared that to be my favorite song when i was a child and i just would learn every single thing and just do every single lyric and just do it yeah so yep. you I, still have every I word the I, mean, I feel like if someone has every word now they're a little psycho I, like a little bit like, i don't have every word now and yeah. i don't have it like off the top of my head right in this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the wrong version because I did yeah. the thing where I wrote down, I would listen to it, write it down, rewind, listen to it, write yeah. down the next lyric, rewind. <laughs> I did that and I did it with I Wish by Skilo. Yes. Totally. Oh, I got yeah. so many of them wrong. But yeah, I, with R.E.M. I, so I, I, I know it, but I know all the wrong lyrics. Totally. Yeah, did yeah, you yeah. Get, did you get Leoshi though? <laughs> did I get what? From uh, Skilo's song? Leoshi. Oh, yeah. But she like, don't know yeah, me, but she's really fly. Really yeah. Fly. Of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I, I did a 90s game show, um, and it was super fun. It was a live show. We did it at um, the Nerdist showroom, and I was like, we were putting together the, the game show questions, and one of them was a lyric to um, Skilo's I Wish. Yeah. And my boyfriend was arguing with me. He's like, nobody's going to know that lyric. And I was Come like, on. everybody's going to know it, yeah. and not a single person knew it. What was uh, the, do you remember? It was the one where it goes... Um, uh, the 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 one that they had to guess was I got an A track and the spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. And he was like, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna remember that. And so we actually uh, at another time that we did it, did the um just did the chorus because I was like, oh, that's yeah. super yeah. easy. Doesn't that rhyme with so? How could I compete with that? Isn't that where that goes into? Um, yeah. I got A track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. But you don't know it's really waxy. I can't even get a date. So what you think of that? Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> but then we did it another time with a chorus, and somebody couldn't even get six four and so I was oh, like, I oh, weird. I, don't want that I was like, I could do the chorus. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm, I didn't know what six four Impala meant. I do yeah. now, but like a six foot four <laughs> like, Impala, like the beautiful animal from the African plains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing pick, '90s alt rock chick bands. Now, Carrie, it's also time for the first pick of the fifth round. Oh man, I and keep forgetting this is happening. Pick. 
Okay. Um, I'm not going to think too hard about I. This is I'm trying to cover a lot of stuff here, but um, I'm going to go with something I feel very strongly about, um, which is the um, sexy alter ego of Steve Urkel, Stefan Urkel. Oh, that's a good one. Beautiful thing. Stefan Urkel. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the episode, the first episode where we're introduced to uh, Stefan Urkel, but Steve Urkel, you know, yes. from Family Matters, Jaleel White, uh, he's been so nerdy. And I forget which season Stefan Urkel was introduced, but it was definitely by the time yeah, we hit the 90s. Later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing, the cool thing about seeing Steve Urkel as Stefan Urkel was that in the time before social media and you know, where we could sort of track celebrities. Yep. I had never seen Steve Urkel outside of Steve Urkel. I'd never seen Jaleel White. Yeah. Like, be Jaleel White. I had only... Who was a handsome dude. Very yeah. handsome. Very handsome. handsome. Yeah. Very handsome. And and so it was so fascinating to me. I feel like I was getting, like, a behind-the-scenes glimpse. Like, I was walking on to, like, a, the set of a TV show. And, ooh, look at this is where, sure. you know, the boundaries yeah. end and everything. Where... And I remember it was, I think it was in this episode, because as, you know, Family Matters fans know, like years later, I mean, throughout the series, he would go back and forth between Steve and (laughs) Stefan. And even when the show took a trip to Disney World or Disneyland, uh, Disney World, I think, um, he proposed as Stefan, he proposed to Laura in the Magic Kingdom. Um, But he, as Steve, like took a potion and like sort of was like, not, he was, you know, like flailing around the room and he fell down behind the couch and when he stood up suddenly he'd sort of like lost that strange posture and he suddenly had this cool dude posture and the first time he popped up and I don't even know if it was before he opened his mouth but the audience screamed the people (laughs) in the audience like that that excited scream like when you would see Zach and Kelly kiss on the bell which people didn't kiss often on that show Mm -hmm. but when they did there was a scream it was and and I actually had Jaleel White as a guest on when I did my Geeking Out show, and he said that they actually had to shoot it twice because the audience screamed for so long oh that they God. just had to do it again, and they were just really? like, just don't scream as long this time. And he just was so cool and suave, and um, I mean, the character of Steve Urkel in and of itself is he's amazing, but yes. the fact that I think this TV show knew that this was an actor who was like getting a little bit older mm-hmm. and they wanted to be able to capitalize on the fact that he was also a good looking guy. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he, he was like, you know, meant to be just a guest star on that show. And yeah. by the later years, it was like the it Steve Urkel, Urkel show. Yeah. It's only him. His face was the <laughs> biggest one yeah. on those, those promos. So it was, it was interesting. Like I'd never seen anything like it before on TV where, you know, you sort of get this, like, someone who's sort of allowed to be themselves or just, like, a more attractive version of... Totally. I don't know. It was... So I'm I'm saying Stefan Urkel. It's also such an interesting thing because it's, like, the shift of that show being, like, a very straightforward family succumb yeah. to having this whole other world where you're like, oh, this is allowed? Like, it's this like is a thing? Time travel. And oh, like, yeah. yeah. Time like, travel. He went into space. He yeah. had an orangutan yeah. for a friend. He had a robot, a, ventri- a ventriloquist dummy of Steve Urkel. He, like, they were shrunk down at some point, him and Carl. Yeah. Like, yeah, that show got very Like, yeah. it got really magical. strange. They did a thing that, that, like, I feel like sitcoms never do anymore. Maybe because they're not given enough time to, where it just 
was like fucking went insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess Two and a Half Men got there a little bit towards the very end of it, but like not that crazy. Yeah. I mean, Roseanne. Oh, Roseanne too at the very the, Like, it was all we're going to completely yeah. flip the premise of this show yeah. on its head by making the, the Connor family win the lottery. Right, 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 yeah. right. And then I feel like they tried to buy it back in the finale by being like, it was all a dream. Actually, Dan's dead. Life is depressing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and Felicity too, which started in the 90s but ended in the 2000s, uh, went crazy. The last season, like there's time travel involved. There's is there this really? whole thing. Yeah, it gets yeah. really crazy. It's J.J. Abrams. You have to remember. So, oh, like, right. That's there's, right. There's shades mm. of lost. I have this whole conspiracy theory where you can like track all of J.J. Abrams like body of work through it's Felicity. It's all part of the same universe. Yeah, because there's so many references to Star Wars in Felicity and then like there's an episode that definitely like is very lost yeah. adjacent and stuff. It's very interesting. I but, always love those like worlds where like all the Brady Sinellis characters are in the same world. Yeah. Like yeah. Stephen King. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Adam Sandler verse. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That <laughs> That's real. That thing is great. All the Adam Sandler movies happen in the same universe and there's like reference. If I wish Sean, if Sean O'Connor it's his can like him and this guy Eloy and Allie. They uh they're apparently all just in the same universe. They figured it out. There's like references Whoa. to other movies in the yep. movies. Um anyway, Stefan or Kel, amazing pick. Amazing pick. Just great. Very important. Um He's I will like now the make spokesman of the nineties. <laughs> he is Stefan and good for fucking Jaleel White it's sad that he's kind of sitting on the shelf because he was clearly a talented comedic actor Who's also this gorgeous dude? Totally. I mean, he's—he's. He's, I mean, he's worked. He had a really funny web series for a yeah. while where he played a sort of former child actor who was like giving acting classes and acting advice. But yeah. he was like sort of like a sketchy, terrible person. It was really funny, and you know, he was on Dancing with the Stars, and oh, he right, hosted right. a show that was kind of like Fear Factor, but in the dark on the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, oh yeah, you know, he's and he will be on an episode of Hollywood Darlings as well. Oh, no. um, I don't think we've seen the last of him. No, I don't I'm think saying. so either. Um, we're about to see the last of me though, because it's time for me to make my <laughs> final pick. Dude, the fucking smooth. transitions so smooth. today. Ugh, gonna write a segue home. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so with my with my final pick, uh, I'm going to I'm going to select Goldeneye for the Nintendo 64, <gasps> yes. which was interesting. 1997. The movie came out in 95. The video game didn't come out till 1997, and it changed. Everything, I think both for me and for video games in general, because it was kind of the first multiplayer like shooter where you like, yep. and it was every, it was everything. It was every sleepover. It was every birthday party was just getting like geeked out on Mountain Dew and eating <laughs> pizza and just playing like, and no, you couldn't be odd job because he was too short. And if he ducked, it wasn't fair. Yeah. So you all, so we would just play, we just, that's all we would do until like three in the morning and then yep. just like pass out after the sugar wore off and then you'd wake up and play it a little bit again in the morning wow. and then go home. Uh, but it, it changed. Every, I remember when it first came out, my older brother, who's nine years older than me, uh, and wasn't, he wasn't living at home, but he came, he'd like, bro, I got a N64 in this game, Golden. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Let's check it out. Uh, and he plugged it into the TV and he let me play it, but only for like half an hour, <laughs> just Aww. enough, just enough to get me like completely hooked. And totally. he's like, all right, I got to run. And I'm like, will you leave the video game system? And he was like, no, I'm not going to leave the video game system. Oh I my just God. bought over here. And like he left and it was like I was going through heroin withdrawals. It was just like so hard <laughs> to not play. Were you guys like, playing multiplayer or were you actually like playing the game? We played like, the single player game, okay. which was also good. Yeah, it was really also good. super good. There mm-hmm. were like really fun levels in there. Um, 
And really hard. I remember like the monument park, that Russian like monument park that you go through. Is that the one that's outdoors with the, the snow? Outdoor? No, that's uh, it's outdoors at night, and like uh, there's all these statues around. I don't remember that one. Yeah. I just remember being. I remember the bunker. Yes. I remember the the bunker because that one and that was, was a great multiplayer. Too. Yeah, that was yeah. really great for multiplayer. Um, I'm with you. I it was weird. I I had the game, but I had never seen the movie. So yeah. for me, it was the game was the only reference point I had. The game but is so much better than the movie. So funny that <laughs> yeah. you say nobody could be odd job because yeah, if you duck down, you were super short. You guys we had, had the rule same too? exact rule. Every, it became national. Yeah, it yeah. was me and my sister. She was two years older than me, and I don't know if we bought the game or if our mom bought, like our parents bought it for us, and we were just like, oh, cool. But yeah, I I remember it was like. It was like the it was like the sort of more slightly grown up version of Mario Kart. Yeah, where, yeah. You know, yeah. It was the, the multiplayer game, yeah. and, <laughs> and you know, you, yeah, you like go through like the different weapons and. Oh yeah, proximity mines. Yes, yeah, the you proximity mines. You could play golden mines. guns where it was one shot kills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the golden gun. Golden yeah. Gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was so fun. I I I, I want to play it now. It's been a long time since I played it. It's still good. I've played it recently. It's still good. Mm-hmm. It holds up. It's I mean, it's the graphics are crazy, but like yeah. it uh it's still really fun. It's I mean, uh if you were to rank all the video games I've ever played in terms of like how much fun mm-hmm. I had, that's got to be right near <laughs> the top. Like, yeah. So and for so long, that was like the GOAT game for like 3 years in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? People kept putting out games. They put out like GoldenEye not like Goldeneye Killers, like Perfect Dark, that were like supposed to be better, and I was just, everyone was just like, "No, nah, get out of here with that shit." Like one weird kid would be like, "You want to play Perfect Dark?" It's like, "Shut up, Kyle!" You know, and uh, <laughs> nobody does. Uh, so yeah, Goldeneye. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't if I in the fifth round. I can't leave Goldeneye on the bench. I mean, cool. I'm um, gonna tell you, I've never played it. Yeah. Uh, I played a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I had Sega. I still have my Sega Genesis. You were a Sega. You were and a Sega I was person. a Sega kid. Yeah. yeah. My brother got into Nintendo and stuff, but it was like years after. But I like loved Se- uh, love Sonic the Hedgehog. Love Sega. Also, Jaleel White, voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I the did cartoons. Not know that. Yeah. Small world. I used mm-hmm. to love that cartoon. That cartoon was great. It Sonic was, great. was Sonic was a fucking Sonic super was great. Fun game. I preferred Sonic to Mario, but I preferred I love, Goldeneye to Sonic. Love Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, I just never played Goldeneye. Grabbing ranks. Now he's like, Sonic's like a weird, like, weird Twitter thing now. Yeah. Like, weird Twitter's in there. Like, it is a weird Twitter thing, yeah. Calm down, weird I Twitter. still play Sonic yeah. 2 sometimes. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I have my Sega Genesis hooked up yeah. that I got for uh, Christmas in 1992. <laughs> uh, so I've played it as recently as two weeks ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fantastic. So you're a Sonic head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a super fun game. Tails is a weird character. A I love Tails. Tails. Yeah. God, he's great. Yeah. Early pioneer of, you know, the, the disabled. The, 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 <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> just trying to make everything very woke. Okay. Uh, so that's my pick. Goldeneye. Uh, man, the night we've been here for so long, but it's the nine. It's a whole decade. Uh, a whole decade. Aaron Mallory Long. You need to bring this ship into port and make your final pick. This is so hard. Yeah. Because this is I'm, really hard. I'm looking at my list and I have left so many things that are Me deeply, too. deeply, deeply important. Me yeah. too. I haven't even got. I haven't even been able to get into the things like I wanted to try to stay with pop culture, but things like recording songs off the radio. You know totally. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like AOL chat rooms. Yeah. Like totally. totally Y two K guys. Yeah. Y2K. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Big dog t-shirt. No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to... God, this is really tough. This is really hard. This is really tough. I'm going to pick the CD, Boys to Men 2. Okay. Uh, it's the first CD I ever bought with my own money. Um, with, like, I, like, saved up. I got it in, like, fifth grade. I saved up, like, my allowance. And then, like, went to, like, media play 
to like buy the album. It has like a giant Roman numeral two on the front. It's like blue. I'm familiar. Um, yeah. It's what Unbended Knee is on there. Um, uh, I'll Make Love to You. All yes. the greatest ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and like R&B in particular, like any R&B was like, the only music I listened to in like late elementary school. It was strong. It was a strong era. Yeah. It was yeah. just really, it was like Mariah Carey, like voice to men, like, uh, and remember soul when... for real. <laughs> oh God. Soul for real. Yeah. Real W I think was in that range. Yeah. 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 TLC. Was yep. R&B. Yeah. All of all, that. Oh God. All for one. Um, all, all for one. one. Yeah. Do you remember when Mariah Carey and voice to men uh, did, <laughs> they did the most beautiful, um, duet, uh, one sweet day, that which, if you've ever had a friend die in high school, is a real oh. bummer of a song oh, to listen oh, to. I bet. Oh, oh. Um, that video is great. It's mm-hmm. like them recording the song. Yeah. So it's oh, like them, like, the cash, and it's them yeah. recording the song. I will say, recently at karaoke, we put on One Sweet Day, like, in a private room, luckily. Yeah. And I took it upon myself to sing the Mariah part. Wow. That's I'm, ambish. Aaron, what happened? I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say that it didn't go well, but I'm oh. also not going to say that it went well. But I, it's like it? I could do it. Like I, I can, I can physically do it. Yeah. But then I am dead. Did you collapse to the ground? And yeah, like then I'm weird. like, then I have expired, and like I like have James no energy. Brown left. leaving the stage. You know, yeah, like two people like sort of put a cape over you. <laughs> yeah, you <know>? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Mariah Carey. I, I'm from Schenectady, New York, originally, and Mariah Carey's video for Hero was shot on the stage, a concert on the stage of Proctor's Theater, okay. which is in Schenectady. Um, like, Mariah Carey was, like, the patron saint of, like, all of the girls that I grew up with. Yeah. So, like, we loved Boys to Men. We loved Mariah Carey. They did a song together. Like, it like it changed everything for us. It was us. amazing. Like, it was just, like, it was the greatest thing that ever happened. It united your world. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we in fifth grade, I actually was part of an, an all-girl lip sync performance of unbended knee (laughs) wow Um, we wore like matt like we all wore like i want to say bike shorts i'm pretty sure bike shorts and then like a solid color t-shirt but i had like a solid color like mustard yellow like oversized t-shirt and also mustard yellow sneakers oh yeah so i had like it was like very matchy like i was really into that um in elementary school and we like lip synced to the whole song and i was doing the part right after I don't remember their names. The guy who has the deepest voice. Wanye? No, not Wanye. Sings his part. It was the guy, if you you show me a voice with all of their... (laughs) If I tell you all their names, will you not? I I think so. Yeah, it's not... (laughs) He had facial hair. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Um, I can, like, picture him, but I don't know what his name is. But I I ended up, like, being the one, like, in the front of the stage, like, when that happened, happened. we hadn't planned... Ooh. No, it wasn't Sean. Nathan Morris. It might have been Nathan. Who else? Mark Nelson. Mm. Michael McCary. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't Sean. And it wasn't Wanye. And it wasn't Wanye. It definitely wasn't Wanye. I wanted it to be Wanye. It might be Sean. <laughs> um, but I'm also not looking at photos. We're never going to find the answer. I know. <laughs> oh, wait. You need to see the photos? Oh, but yeah. Then, well, well it, continue it, with your story. No, that was it. It was re- just yeah, like yeah, yeah. we hadn't like planned for it. And so it just ended up being this like very uncomfortable thing where like I am a 10-year-old girl and I weighed like 60 pounds and I was like at the front of the stage in our like cafeteria slash gym at the school talent show. And like that deep voice is like booming. And yeah. we like hadn't planned for someone to lip sync this. And I was like. 
and just like stared out into the crowd <laughs> and then like waited for my part to come and then like lip synced like my part. Yeah. There's also really something really funny about like the art of the lip sync yeah. in so much as like like with a show like Lip Sync Battle, mm-hmm. it's you have to put so many theatrical elements around it, like cool yes. dance moves yes. and costumes and props and yes. because otherwise you're like at the at the at the heart of at the heart of the lip sync it is a i don't want to say talentless skill um because people can do it poorly oh they yeah. can sure very oh, yeah. poorly. but it's such like a it's such a skill it, it, it's it's a skill that is just so unimpressive on yes. its own yes. that it takes absolutely either you know a song that might be really hard to lip sync yeah. to um but yeah like people used to we used to have like lip sync yeah, like battles at, yeah. at our school. And it's like when you actually get down to it, what it is is a bunch of kids in an auditorium. Like I remember somebody doing like, was it Debbie Gibson who sang Electric Youth? Um, I but I remember huge auditorium. The sound is like not great. It's very echoey. Yeah. <laughs> so what you actually hear more of are like the kids uncomfortably adjusting, you know, in yeah. the seats <laughs> and like the teachers coughing. like coughing. Yeah. <laughs> but you sort of have these, like a quiet echoey song in this giant auditorium. God. Like the volume is always a little too low. And the kids on stage, you can, like, hear the spittle in their mouths as they're lip syncing. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what are we doing? <laughs> Talent ta- 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 and quotes show. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Uh, I'll what? make love to you, though. Another one of those songs oh. where, you know, 13, 14 years old, we're in a basement having a Halloween party slow dancing to yeah. 13, 14-year-old kids, yep. like, singing I'll Make Love to You. Yeah. I danced at the first prom I ever went to sophomore year of high school. They played it. Ooh, and it was like. prom as a sophomore? I did. Holy shit. My boyfriend Popular. was a senior. Um, Whoa. Oh and uh, Aaron. <laughs> and so I went to have three proms. Um, They played it. And it was like obviously well after the song came out like as like a throwback or whatever. But they played I'll Make Love to You. And then like we were slow dancing to it. And I was like, this is the most sexual experience I've ever had <laughs> in I my gonna, life. Am I pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> Because just like when I was a kid, just listening to that song made me blush. Yeah. Like I was like, I yes. can't handle yeah. this. And it, it goes was, all the way back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Totally. <laughs> yeah, you're not listening to that in the car with your dad. No, 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 no. Um, amazing pick, Boys to Men 2. Classic album. Like, Getting away from so the great. New Jack Swing a little bit and doing a lot more. Just a lot more <laughs> just sing. Just one for the ladies, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that wraps it up. That wow. concludes... The All Fantasy Everything 90s draft, just to go over what the picks were again very quickly. Uh, Carrie Doherty, you let us off with Lisa Left Eye Lopez's rap and Chasing Waterfalls. And then you went the Blair Witch Project. And then Snick, specifically the original Snick, mm-hmm. but we're giving you all a Snick. Uh, <laughs> 90s alt-rock chick bands. And then Stefan Urkel. Amazing. Uh, pretty good. Amazing list. I went, I went with uh, OJ Trial number one. And then the 92 Dream Team Olympic basketball team. And then Seinfeld, the uh, Biggie Tupac East Coast, West Coast rap beef. And then Goldeneye. Aaron Mallory Long, you started off with the Rachel haircut. And then it went with the little show called The Simpsons. And then <laughs> Nev Campbell, the 60s revival, the sort of hippie revival that yep. took place in the 90s. And then Boys to Men 2. Fantastic. What a great decade. I feel good about it. Pick your I- shit up the 2010s. It was really hard, though. Yeah. 
There's a lot. There's a lot left on my phone oh, that yeah. I. Yeah. I was Didn't thinking of going mention. Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan. Totally, that was, was like, what, oh, we maybe we we need some more of these like big events in the nineties. That I was deeply the, important. The Clinton to me. presidency, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, oh yeah, the rap, real world, rap metal, real world. Pogs. Pogs. We talked about pogs, but pogs. Oh, I had a whole category of toys and snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah same like Tamagotchi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, yeah, the yes. book fairs. Butt scooters in gym class. Thought, oh, butt scooters! <laughs> oh, I remember butt, butt scooters. scooters. The giant rainbow parachute <laughs> in gym class. Yeah, what is that what thing? What is that? I don't Why know. do they do that? Do they still know. do that in gym class? I hope so. I, really I think they know. do. They My must. nephew's six. I think they they did it in gym his class. class. Can't have changed that much because like that was in there. Like that wasn't gym. New. Like you just sit and you're holding a parachute and then yeah. you like put it around yourself. I'd say the gym like, was J I M. It was just like some guy <laughs> idea of a good time. Yeah. So Everybody weird. put on pinnies. We don't wash them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They never wash the pinnies. No. Oh my god. Uh, I want to thank both of you so much uh, for, for for being on the podcast. I had so much fun. Thank you so much. Blast. This you was so great. Was, you guys were amazing. Uh, Make sure you check out the check out the stuff uh, online. What is it, Squid? What's the Twitter again? Squid eat squid. Squid eat squid, and uh, at Aaron Mallory Long. Aaron Mallory Long. All right, get into it. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening to another new episode of uh, All Fantasy Everything. If you'd like to go to iTunes and uh, rate us five stars, don't give me that four star shit. <laughs> don't you fucking tell me this was a four star episode. And uh, subscribe and tell your friends if you think they'd enjoy it. And tune in next Thursday for another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. That was a HeadGum Podcast.